Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for The Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. With Gina Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and Adam takes your call if you need a New Year's resolution. And now, he's already broken his relax and be more positive resolution. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We do rely on you all year this week. Heading to our ninth or tenth year. I'm still confused. <laughs> we want to thank our great sponsors like LifeLock, and you can go to lifelock.com and uh, again get some protection on the internet. Use the promo code Adam. It's 2018. It's official now. And TrueCar, TrueCar.com, man. Download the app. Good day, Gina Grant. Good day to you. And Baldwin. You suck. That's right. Oh, happy New Year. Much to talk about. Much travel. Many events. Been a long time. We'll Ooh. get everyone caught up on uh, what went on in uh, their holidays and vacations and uh, events and things like that. Are you I, still wearing your coconut bra? That's right. <laughs> I just shells. got back uh, I just got back from uh, Maui uh, late last night. Um, I certainly hope this wasn't your your vacation wear because you're pretty fancy today. I am uh, I'm dressing for success oh. in 2018. Nice. I did not get that memo. That is my <laughs> my New Year's resolution. Wow. There you go. And we'll get more into that um, after after our first break. And we'll get into your guys' resolutions mm-hmm. and new people will call in and all this. I will say in general, little uh, little bit of dismay. Um, the um, little. I was sitting around the table with uh, all the kids and all the parents yesterday in Maui with uh, Cousin Sal and uh, Daniel from The Man Show and their kids. Danny and Two Sheets. Danny Two Sheets. And uh, sitting around with everybody and the kids at one table. And at some point, it was, we were sitting around on New Year's Day. And I said, uh, so what's everyone's New Year's resolution? And not only did they not have one. Mm-hmm. They had given it no thought, (laughs) no thought. And then better or worse. 
it's a rich man, poor man thing. No resolution means, given it no thought, means uh, strung out on methadone and it's one day at a time. Or it means I'm so far ahead of the game, it's really folly. And by the way, I live my life this way anyway. I don't have to sit around and make a a list of stuff every day I I climb in. Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins. Yes, that's what I do anyway. So I, I feel, and it's also... It's kind of interesting. It's, it's sort of like lottery tickets. I I think the poorest of the poor buy lottery tickets, and then super-duper rich guys buy them mm. when they're $2 billion just at, on a, like, of his folly, yeah. like on a whim. Hey, why not? Yeah, yeah I don't, it's not, doesn't feel like a middle-classy no. kind of thing. So uh, I asked everyone at my table, all the adults, none of them had any. And then uh, I turned to the kids' table, and uh, none of them had any either. Oh. And then I thought to myself, is this going the way the dodo, and is it all part and parcel of the new, the new world we're living in, where people are like, "I'm perfect the way I am." Right. Oh. Because, the golden rule. Well, think about this. Number one is is always like lose weight. Right. We used to fat shame. Mm-hmm. There's no fat shaming anymore. So everyone's beautiful. Of, yeah. Everyone's mm-hmm. Ev- mm-hmm. everyone's beautiful in right. their in their underpants. So <laughs> why should you lose weight if you're already beautiful right. and you're morbidly obese? And you're not beautiful, but you're already, you've been told you're beautiful. What's the impetus for the young person to go, I gotta, I gotta do this. Right. And it might be the same with money too. It's always make more money, have more prosperity. But with now, you know, everyone getting all outraged again about how the haves and the have nots. And life is just uh, much easier if you have less money. So what's the point of making that change? The, uh, also, I mean, the big one than it was the big one that's always there is smoking, but smoking's been on the decline so much cigarettes for so long. It can only keep going down for so long that people it's just not there's not a big enough group of smokers. All right. So uh, we'll get into uh, we'll get into a little more into detail with that uh, after the uh, after the break. Um, I had this in no particular order, but I experienced this at the uh, airport on the way out of Maui yesterday which is there's like the sandwich shop with the with the bar and they sell the chips and the waters and stuff and uh we were gonna eat before get some snacks we're flying a coach on virgin on the way home and uh and it was fine but we kind of knew if you want it's like a six-hour flight if you want to eat now's the time to eat i can do a lot of eating on the plane so um my wife, uh, Lynette, so she pops into the place and she says, uh, I ordered us a Reuben sandwich. And I had that thought, which is uh, a thought. I don't know if you guys ever have this thought, which is um, I probably shouldn't be eating a Reuben sandwich. But as long as you ordered <laughs> yeah. a Reuben yeah, sandwich, yeah, then I can eat the Reuben sandwich. Yep, 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 waste. Yep, yep. Right. So she orders the Reuben. Yep. But I ordered us and I went to go uh, hit the other hit the bathroom and then I came back and the Reuben sandwich had arrived. The only thing that can ruin Reuben, Reuben sandwich is amazing. The only thing that ruined is the word airport, airport mm. Reuben. Well, there's there's a him. word there's a word that will do more damage to a Reuben mm-hmm. than even the word airport, which is Hawaiian Reuben. Oh, they put it on a sweet roll. Oh, oh they did a lot worse I'm than sure that. Some sort of pork or spam? Oh, no, not spam. Mis- Masubi. Hawaiian doesn't really help anything. Yeah. <laughs> the word Hawaiian does. It's a, whatever comes after it. Hawaiian car. Yeah. yeah. Hawaiian 
college. Even pizza. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, okay. You put Hawaiian in front of something, yeah. you're, it's, it's going to be screwed up. In front of anything but tanning oil. Hawaiian Gardens, Matt Zapata yeah. says. Gardens. You don't want Hawaiian, yeah. Hawaiian therapist. Hawaiian facelift. I, I, yeah, I, you just don't want Hawaiian <laughs> in front of anything. Sounds like Cuban necktie, like you're getting the Hawaiian facelift. <laughs> oh, God. Pull your tongue out through Tell your throat. Tell us what you want. So... There's this, so there's there's always two parts to these events. There's the part where the Reuben has arrived, and I come back from the bathroom, and it's toasty, and it's golden, mm-hmm. and it looks good, and it's not on Hawaiian bread. Mm-hmm. It's on like an egg bread or whatever okay. you'd make a Reuben rye. rye. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Probably uh, what you'd make a, a Reuben Ooh, with. Quick side note. Do you go straight, like traditional Reuben? I was pastrami Reuben. Uh, pastrami Reuben's awesome, yeah. and rye's great. I think you can even do it on sourdough. I, I, yeah, totally. I, the sure point is, is Lynette takes a bite of it and like just about spits it out. Like, literally just spits it out. Oh, no, poi? And then I take a bite of it, and it's just, it's weird. It doesn't... It doesn't resemble a Reuben sandwich. That's That's the problem. It's not a Reuben sandwich. It's not. That's a specific sandwich, It has chunks of pork. Not pulled pork, but just chunks chunks of pork in there, which is... It's weird. And I like pork. It's weird. And then... Instead of sauerkraut, I guess, or cheese or what they would have in a both, Reuben, yeah. um, they have, yeah, both, mm. they have done coleslaw, which is okay. I That's... like coleslaw. I like pork. I like coleslaw. When you bite into the sandwich, as they uh, said in Spinal Tap with the review, shit sandwich. <laughs> It's it's just horrible, and not it's Ruben. not it's not me. Lynette and I we uh, we agree to disagree on almost everything, but what we do agree on is how horrible the sandwich is. And it's not like, well, that's her, that's him. But I bet another group would come in and be delighted with it. <laughs> Nobody can be happy with this. Yeah. Nobody can be happy with it, especially when the thing you ordered is a Reuben sandwich, which has like five standard ingredients. Yeah. they aren't varied. No. All right, so again, do the best Reuben you can do, and we get it. It's not going to be Arts Deli or whatever your favorite deli right. is. It's just going to be an airport version of that, but this isn't even that. This is not – look, you take Hawaiian bread or, 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 or egg bread or whatever it is, mm. You then put in the pork. You, you pull out the pastrami or whatever whatever you put in. Already not a you, Reuben. You take out the cheese. Once you take all the different parts, <laughs> hey, I got Houdini's wand. We replace the tip, the middle, and the base. It's Houdini's wand. It's like, no, it's not. You replaced everything. You, you used the wrong bread. You didn't use sauerkraut. You didn't use cheese. Is it Swiss cheese? cheese. Yeah. You didn't use Swiss cheese. And you didn't use pastrami. You used chunks of pork. So... First off, shouldn't we have some sanctioning body where you're not allowed to name it yeah. something right. that it isn't? Yeah, that's right. There could be plenty of for this. Makes no and sense. And who could possibly Sweet, be pork. happy? Who could possibly be happy with this sandwich, especially because you named it? Well, and even on the off chance, let's say, even on the off chance it tasted good, it's still not what you ordered. Yeah. It's still not what you're expecting. Right. But it kids, never tasted. Did the kids good. try right. it? Because I imagine kids would like this. We we Lynette like picked it apart, and then I'm just eating the bread with nothing. It's and and the, the beauty is, is I know it cost me seventeen dollars. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. that's the other beautiful part. 
Just what you want for a six-hour flight. And then I had to, I had to get into this one, which is I had to go back. So Lynette's like, hey, I, they said it was a Reuben sandwich. It was a Reuben sandwich. And then I went back and looked. And I said, it said Hawaiian Reuben. And that's, uh, that's the point where you stop. Yep. Yeah. You see Hawaiian and Reuben, and that means something, something. Yeah. Under is the super boring, but uh, slow and steady wins the race, turkey and cheddar. Yeah. And sorry, yeah. it's at that point, I'm going middle of the road. that point you yeah. have to cut your losses. Like yep. You have to go, I don't, I would love a Reuben. I would love a Reuben. Everyone loves a Reuben, but here's the rub. That ain't a Reuben. You don't get a Reuben. You get a Hawaiian Reuben. Now, you at the airport getting a Reuben Reuben it's not going to be a great Reuben, but maybe it'll resemble a room. They put the word Hawaiian in front of it. We're screwed. Now you got to dip down to the cold turkey that you don't want. It's not going to be a good turkey sandwich, but at least you know what you've got. Goods is advertised. I had the under on the number of times the word Reuben to be said today. And boy, am I off to a bad start this year. <laughs> so that was the uh, Hawaiian Reuben. And. I don't know. Like, have they ever got a compliment? Like, I feel like I could, I could <laughs> line up. Is there a Reuben, comment please? card? I could please? line up a thousand people to taste this Reuben, <laughs> and they would all. And 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 by the way, if there ever was a Jew that wrapped their cheap, oh my god, I mean <laughs> their <laughs> plump lips around this sandwich, there would be lawsuits. Like, you could get Garagos to represent you oh. if a Jew took a bite yeah. of this, especially with the pork. Sure. All right. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. That uh, in 2018, I'd like to I'd like to work on that one a little, yeah. or I'd like to just say to people, you can't say the name. Mm-hmm. You call yes. it whatever you want. Standard, what? We need to standardize the nomenclature. You what? can make whatever you want. There's yeah. an call. old woman behind the counter. Uh-huh. What's that bitch's name? Sandy. Good. Yeah, call it Hawaiian Sandy sandwich. That'll be it. And then you can explain what it is. And then they cannot order it once you explain what it is. Would you like your Reuben Sandy's way? Ugh. <laughs> We could name it after the chef. Hey, Ruben, get over here. <laughs> um, I uh, and uh, on on a on a better front, uh, we were staying at a big resort in Maui. It's all it's all for the kids. Everything's for the kids. All about the kids. All inclusive. You wear the wristband, or yeah, it's kind of that way. It's not really all inclusive. It's mainly just sign everything to your room and get gouged. But where was it? Uh, where in Maui? No, it was a resort. Oh, what do you want to say? Uh, no, Grand Grand Wailea. That was yeah. great. That's got the big like uh, the rock slide, the water slide for the kids. Yeah, the kids. That's, it's all. It's got a huge pool. It's all feature. I guess you want to call it. It's all kids. That's great. It's all kids stuff. It's, cool it's like for the adults, eh, but it's all all for the kids, and that's that's fine except for they don't deserve it. But they, they serve <laughs> drinks. But uh, that's what the drinks are for. But at a certain point, just run into a. Had this weird moment, this uncomfortable moment. I was standing with the Danny Two Sheets by the pool, and a guy walked past us, and I didn't really notice him. And then he kind of turned around, and I looked up, and Danny Two Sheets was standing behind me. And the guy, uh, a nice looking black man, turned around and said, Hey, man. And then I heard Daniel behind me go, Hey, man, how you doing? And then I was sort of processing the thing, and then he went, Adam. And I went, huh? And he went, Byron Allen. What? And I went, what? My old friend. My old friend, Byron. Yeah. So, super nice dude. Um, did you did you stroll down memory lane about you and Kevin Hart? I did. I told him I was annoyed having to watch <laughs> Kevin Hart not be funny next to me. And then seeing the next commercial for Jumanji after, uh, after we sw- go to break. So, uh, he's like, hey, did you say hi to Howie? And I'm like. No, who's here? Howie Mandel's what? here. I'm like, wow. oh, he is. Yeah. So, 
we walk around looking for him. He has a, like a whole cabana with his wife and kids and grandkids now. That I got so cool. I got to say, I thought I've always thought Howie was a real nice guy, and he is a, a really nice guy. But he's beyond nice. But also, he's got two great things. He's a Jew, but he's a Canadian Jew. Ooh, the rare combo. Yeah, yeah so he's got out. this great. He's got, <laughs> he's got this great. It's like Menchi without the complaint part. Like, like he's a unicorn. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the it's a flannel yarmulke. I'm trying to think because I, I feel like the, Cana- the Canadians are cooler. They're not. They're not the complainers. Yes. Like it, it, we, there's something about them. There's a little. They, they know how to have fun. They're a little Easy whatever. Going. Anyway. and the Jews. Yeah. What's she gonna do? Sorry. The Jews are Menchie, but then they have the whole complain side to yep. him, too. But he's from Canada. Mm-hmm. So he's washed that out of his hair. He's washed his hair out of his hair. Right. So he's over there. He's the world's greatest guy. And he's Byron. We find him at the restaurant. I just pull up a chair and we sit down and we sit with his family. <laughs> we sit around and uh, we're uh, eating and, and I'm having a beer and blah, blah, blah. And at a certain point. He uh, says, hey, I got this catamaran Ooh. leaving out of Wallalupu uh, or I whatever. Saw, I saw Lynette's uh, Instagram video. The, uh, the You guys all laying out there on the catamaran? It's a 65-foot catamaran. That's like a big-time catamaran. The kind of stuff you see in movies. Uh, Waterworld. Yeah, it's a yeah. That was a trimaran or something. <laughs> oh, it was? Or, or it oh. was like a tri-hull or okay. something. For some reason, that thing had three... Some things oh, okay, was their, yeah. the big claim to fame. But yes, that's it. But you've seen these things on every every yeah, the time. Big, the big netting or the yes, big whatever oh. up front. Yeah, every so time fun. someone looks like they're having fun, uh, we're looking for pictures from. Hit up Natalia, would you? I don't know so what Lynette's. There's, there's Instagram. Uh, there's probably an Instagram something. Lynette. All right. Um, either way. Uh, Hit up, yeah, bug Natalia. She's probably awake or something, and right. get her. Tell her to send the. She's, we just have some pictures. She's probably awake. <laughs> well, what I'm, late. Okay. What I mean is, Lynette's working on <laughs> yeah. something. I think is probably ignoring Chris's uh, pleas. But <laughs> no, no, she she got back to me. She said she's emailing to Kaylin right now, but we still haven't received it yet. Oh, oh, yeah, we'll get it. Oh, well, then don't. Gina, it's two twenty. I just I said we're still waiting. It's two twenty on a school day. She's probably awake. <laughs> Give her a break. No, we're yeah, we're waiting on the yeah. They're coming. That's that's the thing. All right, so she'll email him to, to uh, Dylan. So anyway, uh, so he's like, we're going on the boat on Sunday, and. Uh, you got to drive like 45 minutes and go to the berth. And oh, actually, there is no berth. Uh, there's they pull it right onto the sand. Ooh. And you get on it just because of the low enough, yeah. the, the way it's designed. And you just walk right onto the boat. They have a ladder that comes down, the steps that come down, blah, blah, blah. And uh, next thing you know, you're just out on the open ocean oh, and you're tooling, you're tooling around. You're going to the best snorkeling spot oh. on the island and it's an hour away and it's this cove, you know. And, and a lot everything. of times, place can't get to by car or any other way because you have to right. sail up to these rocky shores. Right. What yeah. was the weather like? Pirate weather or nice? Beautiful, little choppy, fun for me, not for Sonny. Oh, no. <laughs> Too uh, scary. But. Howie, so Howie's like, you guys, you guys want to come? Do you guys, you know, you and your family want to come on this uh, boat? We got this boat, like it holds, I don't know, 30 people, 35 people. And I just got my group and my group's got, you know, his group at nine people or something like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And he's like, oh, good. Just give me a head count and uh, we'll be happy to do it. And um, at some point I had to give him the head count, which was 11, Oy. which was everybody but cousin sal who 
win-win cannot travel. He's, I've seen him throw up into a snorkel. Oh. He can't snorkel. He'll throw up into a snorkel. Oh, God. Yeah. He will. He will. Uh, Maybe you should try to drink. You can go to AdamCroll.com and see this picture of uh, Howie Mandel. Wait, is that your kids with Letterman? Howie's grown. Howie's grown a beard. My uh, my kids love America's Got Talent, so they're all they're all going berserk with uh, Howie and all the America's Got Talent Finally stuff. Finally, a real star. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was. There's, I mean, just sailing around that Maui coast, obviously the best, yeah. the whales and everything Ooh. like that. Me and Danny Two Sheets were there doing a little King Titanic yeah. uh, reenactment. So we're <laughs> having the time. We're having the time of our lives. The catamaran is awesome because you can lie on that netting or whatever's up there, oh. and like as the boat's going along, you feel like you're feel like you're flying a little bit, or at least skimming across, you know, like uh, across the top of the water. The kids. One of the coolest images is. A lot of the kids for a long period of time were just laying face down on this netting, this webbing that goes in between the two main hulls. And they're just laying there, just staring at the ocean as it goes zooming by. And it's so blue and the sun shining. It's amazing. And then everybody to the cove and anchor at the cove and then everybody off the boat and into the ocean and swimming around in the cove. You get dolphins swimming along with you? No, we uh, saw whales, well, that's pretty but we did not cool. see cool. dolphins. Way cooler than dolphins. Uh, so anyway, Howie, just the menchiest of all menches. And uh, I, it, <laughs> oh, I just forgot about this part. Um, so, you know, I said to Howie before we left, so I said, I got 11 people. And he said, okay, bring them all down. And I said, that that's sounds like a lot of people, like more than you, right. you who chartered right. the boat. <laughs> The boats, if if it's got to be ten grand, if it's a penny, because it's all the food, all the booze, all the crew, all you're day. out all day. Like it, it can't be eighteen hundred dollars. It, 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 they never they spend that in diesel for this one thing. It's it's got to be some big chunk. And I'm actually bringing more people than he's he's bringing, weighing down the boat. And now minus cousin Sal who throws up into the thing, but also it was Sunday and it was. With the two-hour oh, time difference, he had, he, had, he had to go find a sports bar at 8 a.m. and sit alone <laughs> at a horrible sports bar oh. out off in some Maui like strip mall and just watch yeah. TV all day while we all took off. Just driving the coast is amazing. But when you get on the boat and then you run the coast, uh, absolutely amazing. And um, the, the, the snorkeling was amazing. Everything's just wind blowing, like the kids going nuts. The kids just, again, just lying on their face on that mesh and just staring at it. It's just the greatest, the greatest. And uh, so Howie, who I was, so he's the menchiest guy. He really is the friendliest, easiest, nicest, sincerest guy in the world. And I, and I, I said to him, you snorkel. And he said, uh, yeah. I said, huh. And he went like, what's that mean? I said, you e- don't seem like a snorkeling guy. And he's like, hey, no. I'm a weirdo with the whole hand bump, the whole fist bump thing. But I'm not a weirdo. I enjoy my life. I like doing stuff, you know. This and is rented, borrowed snorkeling gear? It, it is. Huh. Again, but let's not forget. Remember, he had the box full of popcorn, popcorn yeah. and he was offering everybody a hit off it, and everyone was reaching into it. This is one of my many. The part of life I cannot figure out is if you want to go nuts over secondhand smoke and thirdhand smoke and outlaw it 
from smoking on the beach in Santa Monica. I'm with you, but we have to outlaw leaf blowers as well because those are much worse. But we don't live in that world. We live in the world where the thing that's much less harmful, if harmful at all, if you're on a beach, versus the thing that's super harmful in the middle of your neighborhood (laughs) is completely fine. And it's a weird world. Reaching into things of popcorn and then shoving them into your mouth, physically making kind con- you can't do it unless you throw each piece in your mouth, but just you shove your hand against your mouth, which is touching against your mouth, and then you reach back into the community bucket and do it again. Way, way more than aggressive. Any- yeah, like the guys that are, oh, they're out of seat liners, so I have to fashion one out of 26 pieces of two ply, and I'll just make a little mosaic on here. Like, Whatever's on that toilet seat, not as bad as what you're doing right now with the eight people that are all sitting around the honky-tonk and everyone's reaching into the middle of the table and shoving it against their their mouth. But for some reason, we just have decided, no, that's fine. No, this is weird and gross. It's the same with insects. Like, yeah, the cockroach, weird and gross. Butterfly, oh, cool. Beautiful. We just decide, and that's just who we are. So, uh, Howie is is not all, I mean, he's weird with the fist bump, but he's not weird with the popcorn. And other things, so... And sticking used pieces of rubber in his mouth. We were... Well, I don't know if he had packed some Purell dip or something or brought his own whatever, but, it, I, you know, so I, he was saying to me, oh, I am I like snorkeling, and this is some of the best snorkeling in, in, in Hawaii. And I said, okay, so good. And then uh, we were getting ready to get on the boat and the captain's giving the speech and we're getting off the boat because we got to the snorkel spot and uh, the captain's like, here's what this and that. And then at some point she uh, looked at Howie and said, you may want to get some uh, mustache uh, butter for that mat. The mask will leak. Yes. Oh yeah. You got to butter up that, that mustache. Yeah. yeah. And there's something I never thought about. We got some wax or some pomade or something you put on your mustache and it'll seal up mm-hmm. that mask. Otherwise it's going to keep leaking. And I was like, okay. And next thing you know, I'm in the water and I'm looking around and there's no Howie, no Howie, no Howie. <laughs> and then everyone went snorkeling for like a good hour and then got off the boat. I was there with uh, Sonny and Natalia and they're kicking around and having a good time. Lynette was out there and everything. And then we got off the boat and there was Howie just standing on the boat. I said, Howie, I thought you liked snorkeling. What's up with snorkeling? He said, I'm not going for that mustache wax. What? <laughs> that was the bridge too far? Well, but it's part of being crazy, right? It's inconsistency, yeah. That's the inconsistency. Why did you kill the nursing students? I don't get it. You didn't even rob them. Well, I'm crazy. That's what I do. do. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I got to get to the bottom of that. I'm I'm trying to think. (laughs) Like, he obviously didn't have any backup beard butter with him. Although I could have. If you gave me a few minutes. The boat would stop rocking so hard. I could probably produce some. But so, okay. He didn't want to dip his finger into used. Uh, well, it would have to be. I mean, it's not like, oh, we got a brand new can oh, right. of yeah, beard right. butter. Like, it'll just it be for emergencies. the beard butter right. that they use on the ship that oh, you'd have wow. to go into, right? But, and, and then you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to, uh, Sloth, uh, what was it? What word am I thinking? Slather, slather, slather. You'd have to slather it all. So you'd have to take two fingers, get into the what I would presume on your lips. used yeah. wax, and then you'd have to use, and then you, where other people's fingers had been before yeah. yours, and you'd have to go upside your mustache with yeah. it. So much. popcorn, no problem. 
beard butter problem. But that's the hallmark of an insane person is is no rhyme or reason. Right. Right. And now no real way to overcome this because he doesn't have his own beard butter <laughs> with him. My kingdom for some beard butter. <laughs> Although I'm not sure. Maybe you guys can tweet us later. But how if you got a full mustache, does it really ruin? Is it really come in that fast? I could imagine it, it not awesome. working very well. Went, oh, yeah, Snooba. When we were snoobing, it came in at a very, very slow leak. It gets irritating and annoying. But it doesn't. It doesn't flood your mask. Okay. Okay. One could still participate. Yeah, you can. Okay. Huh. All right. Uh, more to tell you. First, I'll tell you about LifeLock. Man, doing some post-holiday sales shopping from your mobile device. Scammers can steal your credit card info and other data with phony retail apps. Only download apps from reputable stores and read reviews for complaints about malware. One in four people experience identity theft. If you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Thieves could sell your info on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name. Let's not let that happen. Now we are in 2018, everybody. Let's take care of this. It's LifeLock. You go online. You're going to do so much shopping this year online. A lot of you got like gift certificates and things like that. You're going to go online and hammer some of those Amazon things. Your info's out there. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. If you've got a problem, the U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it. They're the best. They're LifeLock, Dawson. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM. That's ADAM to save 10% now. All right. Uh... So that was uh, a ton of fun. There's so much more to report from that. And we, I can sprinkle it in uh, throughout the week. I but, say you're uh, in a luau. We're at the luau. You have to do it now, New obviously. Year's luau. I say you're in a luau. The, the, the um, I will. I like I, your mid-complaint. The one, well, here's. <laughs> I will say the luau is rife for complaints. Oh, well, look, you, you have to know the thing's just a big fat tourist trap. Yeah. I mean, you have to understand that. But the deal, so they say, well, you really get to enjoy things through the eyes of your kids. Like seeing those kids on the front of that catamaran whizzing through the ocean with the breeze in the yeah. face and laying down. Uh, magical. On the other hand, you can be miserable when those little bitches don't appreciate stuff sure. as well. You see, both ways. They're like hula well, dancers. And it it can't and just be not. Nothing can be a two way, one way street. There has to be. If it brings you delight to see them really appreciating yeah. these events and these gifts, then why then would th- not? Then when you see them open a, a soda, take one draw off it, and then like dump it down the sink and go, ah, well, then that's going to make you miserable. For the same reason. If you couldn't enjoy the high, you couldn't enjoy the low. So or gonna, you couldn't be miserable over the low. We're giving Gina the hard sell on kids now. Yeah, I'm ready to go. You go to a luau, and like as a kid, all I knew from luau was watching the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, the girls in the skirts. Grass skirts, and the, yeah. coconut bra, and also shaking. The, the thing, like Lost in Space was a more realistic TV show to me than the Brady Bunch because <laughs> that I could picture. Like sometime in the future, they made spaceships and he yeah. made friends with a robot. And there's a pedophile up there with right. him and everything who's always scared. But Brady Bunch took place in our time with real parents and real kids staying in like real hotels, real love, and, real love and affection, and like going places and sitting at a luau together and Spend all that. Enjoy each other's time. So 
So my whole life, I've always been sort of, and I knew it was a tourist trap, and I knew about all this stuff. But who cares? They're doing the show. At some point, I turn around and scan the kids, and all the kids, and I think we had four or five kids there. All kids are staring at their devices. There's hot hula chicks up on stage, and they're like hitting the the drum, you know, and they're shaking and shaking and shaking, and they're all just staring down at their devices. And then at some point, they're like, "Uh, we're bored, and they just get up and leave. Mid-show, mid-hula show. Mid hula show. I thought show. it was for the kids. No, I thought that like this was if anyone was going to enjoy free. it. Yeah, it's for the kids who were born, you know, up until 1975, uh-huh. and then had some sort of major head trauma yes. where they didn't advance past the age of nine. Not these kids. They have a tablet. They're ruined. How how are you going to have these? chicks up there and these dudes up there shaking their ass how's that going to compare to anything they have on their tablet they all got up and left then the wives all got up and left and then it was just me and sal and danny two sheets and i'm like we're not going anywhere and the kids born in 1975 who hadn't advanced past the age of nine right the other there was no dad voice there was no hey you're staying and watching this show and the last, like, what do you want from me? Well, if you do that, then, then they just complain. <laughs> then the, the wives presumably had to take care of the kids. Sure. Oh. But they didn't, obviously, they, they weren't interested in hanging out either. So they took <laughs> off. Everyone just took off. And the guy, ironically, the guys who paid a buck seventeen a head, those guys were staying. The oh, three dudes right. who paid. And it's expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So it's always nice to see... You know, $1,100, get up and walk out. Uh-huh. But I was like, we're not going anywhere. Leave your drink tickets. The joke was on them because at the end, Fire Torch Dude came out. Oh, that was the greatest the thing I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So they missed Fire Torch Guy. How was the food? Because I can imagine it would freak the kids out to see a pig roasted in the ground. The, 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 the pig was, they did parade the pig around. A little bit. They did like a victory lap with the pig, but yeah. the kids didn't really see it. That's for the best. Um, the food is fine. You know, it's a, like banquet what, food. It's just banquet. Yeah, it's it's tourist trap, you know, food. Mm-hmm. I tried some poi just to say I did. It's just liquid nothing. Kind of, yeah. Is it like yeah. a paste? It's pasty, it's liquidy nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a zero. And uh, so I'll... I'll keep it at that uh, for today because we have Gina and we have Bald and uh, also the uh, State of the Union as well. So why don't uh, why don't we start with you, Gina? What, All right. What did you do? Well, for the first time in years, I, I honestly can't remember the last time I did this. I did not go anywhere and I did not do anything. And it was the most restorative, rejuvenating, self-reflecting week that I have had in recent memory, I needed the sleep. I needed to just sort of like be walking uh, on the beach and, and thinking about a lot of things and thinking about my upcoming year and thinking about my past year and reconnecting with friends and making a lot of phone calls. And it sounded like it was going to be super depressing and boring. And sometimes it was. But overall, there were moments of dark <laughs> despair. Overall, not going right from work to, you know, jumping in the car and going on the road trip or who has the plane tickets? We got to leave tonight. It was absolutely what necessary it was what i needed well obviously travel can be super intense with kids especially but just in general it's just the whole tsa business and uh also then for you 
if you, I'm all for the part where you just go, you don't have to go anywhere, but you do have to go to the beach. Yeah. You have to find a body of water okay. and walk around it. Truth. And I'm lucky That's to live fine. over oh. there. So every day it was lots of, you know, just taking pictures and walking around and getting some exercise and nice. a lot of thinking. And it just, it was really, really necessary. And I didn't realize, I had a doctor's appointment and, you know, working on some stuff. And she's like, so how's the sleep been? How's the short-term memory been? I said, great. She goes, oh, you're cured. I was like, of course I'm cured. I don't set my alarm for three in the morning anymore. I don't have a morning show job right now. Interrupting so, your sleep. Exactly. Just through. just alarming me out of my circadian rhythm every night. So just having this time to just sort of sleep again and, and thaw out and feel human again was more necessary than I even realized. Uh, side note, made at the breakfast table. The girls brought up spanks. Do they do anything? What do they do? Yes, they do. And then somebody, one of the girls said, they just basically move fat from one place to another place, yep. but they don't really get rid of anything. They just sort of move it. And I said, they, they work like uh, the undergarment version of a leaf blower. Mm-hmm. Yes. They don't actually yeah. pick anything up. They just spread it around. It just looks better on the side than in the front. Right. We'll just put some of your fat ass in the neighbor's pool. <laughs> And then his, 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 his banks will put it back <laughs> right, in yours. Right, right. So, uh, very you, chill. You got, uh, uh, let's see, there was a song. Uh, you've never been to me. You've I've been to been been Charlene. Charlene. I've been to Paradise, but I've oh, never been could to be a tool tune. It's the most tool tune, and she gives a speech in the middle of it. Oh, hey, you wow. with the kids and the, and the husband. It's oh, a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. Yeah, yes, you got to find that one. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And remember, we just went on vacation. We we went to Cozumel and Key West and had a crew. I just I just needed to chill out. There is a I've never been to me by Charlene. That's the that one. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Roll your windows up. Windows up. Have we Four discussed song? Should we cut to the talking part? No, this is amazing. Turn up. Have we discussed this song? Your life. You're a discontented mother. Regimented. I'd like to bring a little of that back. It's <laughs> not all bad. From the early 80s. The things you never do, but I wish someone had to talk to me like I want to talk to you. Break it down She's now. talking to her old self. Yeah. Been to Georgia and California, anywhere I could run. Took the hand of a preacher man like me. I miss the preacher man and the preacher's daughter. Yes. Guys talking about banging the preacher's daughter. The son of a preacher man. Yeah. Brian, you know this one? Sounds bit, this may have come on the show years ago. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. I think know there's one more verse and then the speech. Please, lady. Please She's beseeching. Lady, don't just walk away. Because I have this need to tell only there was a music video for this song. <laughs> I'm all alone today. I can see so much of me still living in your eyes. Won't you share a part of a weird Oh, you got to pause it for a second. You know what I think? I just jumped in my mind. You know there's some guy who at the time of this tape, at the time they laid this down... 1981. Sure. 80, 79. Yeah. Figure it out, Max. When they're laying this down, 
you know there was a dude who is at the time. Now, when they're laying it down in 1981, he's 53 years old, but he played keyboards with Grand Funk, <laughs> Vanilla Fudge. Uh, he was in the Wrecking Crew? <laughs> yeah. He played with look all the... Now. 76? Was it recorded in 70? Look it up again. Yeah, yeah. Recorded 76, released in 77. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. So perfect. Still, a t- decade earlier, yeah. the dude was playing in <laughs> front of... Uh, he in front was of the huge, tops. <laughs> yeah, just... But you know this guy was playing with with, with Mott and the Hoople and stuff wow. like that, and they were doing the greatest music ever, and now he has to sit in because he needs that gig <laughs> after the divorce, become. and oh. he's yeah. become a session guy. Yeah. He's still trying to keep the long hair but there's a bald spot in the middle of it and there's always some discussion about uh 38 special uh, let's oh, see wait, it would be on. the outlaws getting back together this was playing. the number one hit for motown records so you know that he was part of that oh, you know they the, just the, shifted the him guy over. probably was probably part of that great era you know 10 15 years mm-hmm. earlier now he's forced to sit there and just play <laughs> for this bitch who's giving us her uh, recipe for life all right sorry this next verse a little rapey Please rhyme it with twat. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, close enough. It gets worse. What? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Alright, strap in. Alright, here's a. You gotta do it. Alright, hey, you know what paradise is? It's a lie. A fantasy we create about people and places as we'd like them to be. But you know what truth is? It's that little baby you're holding. And it's that man you fought with this morning. The same one you're going to make love to tonight. That's truth. That's love. Wow. Gina Grant. I love this song. Really? I knew. Is this the first time you heard all right. Well, Gene, uh, just don't play it, but find Midnight Train to Georgia as long oh. as we're talking about it. I had some thoughts. So good. So, Gina, you, yes. you've been to Paradise and but you I, just I, went to you. I realized I, had, Beach. I, I hadn't been to me. Not been to Redondo. No, I've been to Nice. I've been to Greece. Move like but Carlo Monte Carlo. Been to Huntington Beach. I had not been to Hermosa. <laughs> okay. So that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I did. I, I, like, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. That was great. Am I supposed to top that? <laughs> <laughs> what you do, boy? Uh, as you know, the kids, at least at a young age, uh, having a little kid is a get out of travel free card. When you get older, you got to go to Hawaii, like Thanksgiving, like right? Exactly. Well, that was unfortunate, and that was a sickness. But like you know, uh, there's no plans for Christmas. Everyone's got to come to us if you want to come to Christmas. Come to us. So my parents came down and visited a couple of days before. Uh, we spent Christmas at home. Christmas night, uh, we made dinner. Invited a couple friends over who were you know out of towners, who, who for families from Pittsburgh and New York. Mm. They brought their little girls and uh, Christie's family, and we had a awesome Christmas night. Christmas at home, and then we do what we do every year. Um, her family, I think I've mentioned this before. Christie's family's been going to this ranch in Solvang, which is in sort of the uh, Santa Barbara area, a little north of Santa Beautiful. Barbara, Dutch area. It or is a, a very Dutch, yeah. and this ranch yeah. is actually a working cattle ranch, but it's also a resort. And they've been going there since she was a baby for 38 years. They've been going to this ranch every year, and uh, we went for the 30th year in a row for my, my wow. 11th year. And uh, it's nice. It, they they very much trade on nostalgia and memory up there because they go up and they see the friends that Christie g- literally grew up with. You well, know, it's going beautiful. 
to this ranch every year. Uh, It was fun. Um, and like you mentioned, seeing everything through the kids' eyes, like this ranch is fun. It's a fun place. It's a, it, it is like an all-inclusive kind of thing where like, you know, the food, you just show up, you just eat, you order drinks, whatever. Um, and that's always been a lot of fun for the 10 years we've been going. Christy and I as a married couple or, or a couple. Um, but this year with Tessa as a 15 month old, it's like unlocking a new level of a video game, like seeing her <laughs> explore all the stuff there is for kids. Like she went to parts of the ranch. We didn't know, like we always like, huh, what are what's over there? Oh, well, let's keep walking to the bar, you know, in years right. past. Now it's like, oh, Tessa, let's go follow her. And she waddles off and finds something to play with. Like, oh, what a great area for kids. And it was just so cool to see her. Like Christy probably was at her age, exploring this uh, this ranch up in Zavik. And very she cool. she is an actual person now. I mean, yeah. from yeah. last year's Christmas party and to mobile. this one, very Super mobile, mobile. A, yes. a thief with very sticky fingers when yes. it comes to purses. Christy uh, got Christy got uh, very ill the last day. She got she got a flu, and so I was on baby duty twenty four hours. Uh, which I'm happy to do because, uh, you know, uh, I love Tessa and I'm happy to help out. But man, it is tiring when you're chasing around mm. a now mobile and now very interested in everything 15-month-old. She is uh, she is excited and excitable. Well, enjoy but that. it was fun. <laughs> look forward to the luau's that they don't look forward to. I'll tell you, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Driving up through Santa Barbara, through Carpinteria, through that whole area, that's where the fires were. And very recently, oh, right, I might right, add, right. as of like a week ago, yeah. they were still burning. To see like we're driving along Highway 101, which is the major highway up there, to see both sides of the highway blackened from from fires. You to, never see that. Ugh. Never see that. And to see how close it came to homes. Like, it burnt. There's So uh, here's the freeway. Here's this you know, six-lane highway. And then here's a row of uh, uh, palm trees. And then houses, a row of houses. And then the beach. You know what I mean? Like, these are, mm-hmm. these are oceanfront houses. The palm trees burned. They were like candlesticks, like burnt out candlesticks. They're just charred, burned. And then the houses just uh, firefighters saved all the houses. Right. It was an amazing, amazing job. And you saw signs everywhere, homemade signs. Uh, thank you, first responders. Thank you, firefighters. And the, they did an incredible job from what I can tell because there were just huge swaths of land burnt, ch- charred to a crisp yeah. right off the highway. And then homes, immaculate, perfect homes that had been saved. So yep. it was crazy to see. Thank you, signs. As uh, known by the homeowners, but as known by the firemen, kindling for next fire. <laughs> that, that cardboard's yep. going to actually yeah, spark the things. next fire. Like the Blues Brothers, please put your signs down. <laughs> uh, yes. One last thing. I, I went to a barbecue with some former uh, co-workers over at The Sound, and we had a great time. And every year, uh, good buddy Josh Flieger, who was the assistant PD over at The Sound, makes this New Year's dish. And I had him send me a picture of it because I really, really wanted you to see it on a day that Vinny isn't here. Mm. Um, his New Year's uh, pot, you can throw the picture up, is chopped up kielbasa, okay, chopped up hot dogs, a pork roast, and then you throw that in a pot and cover it with pierogies and mashed potatoes. It's called Jew Go Home. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it literally looks like the visual representation of a heart attack. Jesus. And um, that's what they do every year on uh, Oh, years. I love it. Yeah. Kind of a redneck gumbo. Yeah, that, I'll well, take it. Yeah, yeah. Gumbo, no, you're right. I'll yeah, take that. It's kind of a, yeah. Eh. It's I, delicious. Uh, Ladle it. <clears throat> it looks delicious. Yeah. I will let you uh, find the lyrics, Max Pata, to uh, Midnight Train to Georgia, and then uh, Brian can sum that up. First, oh, yeah. I'll buy you a little time. First, I'll tell you about uh, True Car, man. True Car. There you go. Got some tips you might uh, want to follow in 2018. Did you know if you place a key fob under your chin, you can increase its range? I thought that was weird, but it turns out it's true. Got another tip you might not know. True Car helps you get used cars 
with a certified dealer network nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars. So you're thinking about getting a new car, new car for you, used car, um, new or used, enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a similar buying experience. Whether you buy new, whether you buy used, see what others paid, you find out what the deal is before you buy. You do what our own Chris Max Pata did. You got a uh, true car. He got himself his Prius. Very low mile, 200 miles on that thing. Enjoy a faster buying experience. Connect with the True Car Certified Dealer, man. When you're ready to buy new or used, you always go with True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Um, I was at the hotel. I was uh, laying in bed, and I was thinking about that uh, song, um, Midnight Train to Georgia. Classic. <clears throat> enjoy that song a lot. And always enjoyed this song. And um, I was uh, thinking about it. And then I realized she's singing about a loser. And she's a bigger loser. She's going to get married to this unemployable. She's waiting for this guy to come out of his can't. This guy came out here to make it be a star, but... He's going back with his tail between his legs. Right. Is Gladys Knight the pips? What's Correct. left of his world? He told everyone to F off, and then he went to L.A., and they didn't have a lick of success, and now he has to go back to Georgia and drive right. a truck. Right. He's leaving. And the pips. They don't let him get off easy either because she's like, she goes superstar. And they go, but he didn't get far. Like they're like rubbing it in. There's a Greek chorus. They're keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. Not even any extra work. (laughs) They're shitting on her point. Mm -hmm. Codependency. I'll be with him. She's going. What kind of future can this guy have? He's going to knock her up and then he's going to split. I'd rather live in his world. A, a wild, yeah. wild failure. Yes, right. Classic Media. codependency. <laughs> he kept dreaming. <laughs> Listen to the pips rub it in. Someday he'd be a star. Superstar, but he didn't get far. Like, I hope this guy. Who's this song about? That guy's gonna feel horrible. <laughs> Hey, they wrote a song about you. Oh, that's awesome. No, not good. Uh Uh-uh. No, no success. Dreams don't always come true. He pawned all his hopes. He's an early example of keeping it real. He pawned all his hopes. And he also blew a producer. But that was like $80. It's an extended version. Driving a truck. He said it would. Even on a midnight train. So I was thinking about this song. I was thinking about this guy's a huge loser. That Daniel pointed out at breakfast that the, she's a bigger loser because she's following him back yeah. to his yeah. life of mediocrity and yeah. no success and no money. She's broken. Why is he so attractive? He sounds like a douchey actor yeah, guy. I was I was gonna say. Say. Could have stayed home and earning money those eleven years. Yeah. Right. 
All right, so we, we cut to 12 years from now to telling their kid, like, hey, your dad spent a little time in Hollywood, you know, behind the camera. The pips pop in, but you didn't get far. All right, must you follow me around Poor every day. Guy. Poor guy, the pips are falling around everywhere, and it's like, he even sold his car. Who's the job interview? Mr. Uh, Smith, I see you uh, spent a few years in Hollywood well, uh, as an actor. He wanted to be a superstar, but you didn't get far. Who but for everything, like, were so these people with you? They're the pips. So the uh, the um, so I started thinking about it, and I thought, all right, not only is this song about a loser, but the second thing I thought about, I said, I bet the song was written by a white dude, mm-hmm. like maybe even a Jew. Oh, and then I started thinking, I don't know why, but this is the most soulful song. It's done by a black woman, so I don't know why, but I know this wasn't. It, it couldn't have been written by Gladys Knight. It right. has to be, be some dude. Whoa, white dude. Country dude. Okay. Mm. Country dude. Do we know what this is? Or did you have to look at No, it? not a name you'd recognize. Okay. Was out here playing like, came to LA, was playing like semi-pro football with Ooh. Lee Majors. Autobiographical. From what? the $6 million man. He's the loser. Yes. He... <laughs> Called up like Lee Majors on his at home when Lee Majors was married to Farrah Farrah Fawcett. And she said she's about ready to get on a midnight flight to Houston. Not as sexy. He thought to Houston, thought midnight train to Georgia would be a lot better than midnight flight to Houston. But he liked the general vibe of the whole thought and then wrote the song sort of about himself coming out here trying to be a songwriter and whatever and switch to midnight train to Georgia and blah, blah, blah. So uh, there's your there's your your Dane music music history. Love it. All right. uh, Let's see. Improv January 25th. Cobra. With Mike August. <laughs> Nobody missed that. And then uh, Oxnard Levity Live on March uh, 5th, 15th. Uh, a movie. Um, well, Mike is Mike is pushing for Red Dawn. We'll we'll see. We'll, yes. we'll put it to a vote. See what you guys want to do. All right. Uh, so we will uh, we have the news waiting. We have good sports. Uh, we'll have New Year's resolutions and a uh, little State of We're the Union. We're going to some resolutions, right? Oh, we'll hand some out some calls as well, and we'll do that right after Good Sport. Good Sport. It's time for a sports segment. It's time for a Sunday. It's time to get it started. NFL highlights. Mixed martial arts fights. Riffing on bats, still on movies. Raking the fruits of the One Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi, hello, and happy New Year, sports fans. Welcome to Podcast One Sports presentation of Good Sports. Dave Damashek here. Adam Carolla right there. Happy New Year's. What's the New Year's resolution? All that stuff. What's going down with you, Ace? Um, so my uh, one from two years ago, as I, as I pondered it and I was driving my vehicle, thinking about the fine-tuning I could do on myself and my own psyche. But then I thought, I'm so far ahead of the game, you know. 
and everyone else is so far behind that my New Year's resolution a few years ago was for everyone else to get their shit together. Mm. Then the last year I turned it back on myself and uh, that was to then last year's New Year's resolution was to demand more of my deodorant and (laughs) because I see the commercials, you know, where the commercials, the guys in the subway, there's a hot blonde. He puts his hand up with confidence and grabs the bar, puts the pit right in her forehead. But he but she enjoys (laughs) it and he does, too. Or the other one, too. Then later on that same day. He's uh, in the boardroom and he slings the jacket over his shoulder and he's pointing out things on a dry erase board and everyone is duly impressed. You know that guy? Later on, he's back at his bachelor pad with the brick facade and it's got the Harley Davidson next to the punching bag. You know, he's got a heavy bag swinging there. So wait, there. so this guy works hard and he plays hard. Yeah, that's what they imply. Oh, okay. So... But he does it with confidence. Both things. And it's all because he asked more. He demanded more (laughs) from his deodorant earlier that day. I got it. I thought, what kind of relationship do I really have with my deodorant? I got Mm -hmm. some like Tom's of Maine. It's it's clear. It's like I even go, I'm like non-scented. You know what I mean? Like that's not demanding. No, I mean, that's not even demanding. I mean, you're that you a smell busy like guy. Anything. You have your children. You have your wife. But you know, there's still room for a new relationship or to strengthen. Well, what if I'm on a subway? Right, where right. all the hot chicks travel. Yeah, you know, right. a lot of models Kids ain't there for you. Then they're not there. Only and one the friend. But... Hands got to go up. Grab the bar. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would get up in the morning, apply some deodorant, but not in an aggressive fashion. And then the next, you know, that day I'd go to the, I'd go to my office, but I'd just sit down. I wouldn't be up on my feet. I didn't have a jacket slung over my shoulder. I wasn't pointing things out on a board and having a lot of impressed, (laughs) you know, attractive, not overly attractive, but attractive people, tastefully dressed who were impressed by this presentation. I I tend to sit back and close my eyes and look at the floor, you know? So I started asking more of my deodorant. Last year. Okay. So uh, mission accomplished? Yeah, First yeah, of all, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Glad yeah. to hear it. Things and fell in the line. Good, good. I, I hope uh, you guys had a nice gift exchange, you and your deodorant, uh, for the 2017 year. By the way, happy to say, what, it's always a sad moment when the, when the holiday... This is, the, this is my world view. This is, my, this is the, um, the, the curse of, uh, of how my brain works. Even before the holiday is over, I start getting sad that it's that the, the holiday is almost over and we have a full year until the holiday's here again. That's that's the way my my brain works. I still it's still January one <clears throat> watching those old bowl games. I always I, that, the worst moment, even when you're watching these great bowl games, was always putting your head on the pillow, realizing tomorrow it's school again, and that's a terrible feeling. But it's an interest, yeah. The silver lining, though, I do want to say is at least once you hit me to the car commercials about the bow on the car and the gifts and the old lady hassling the man about, like, why did it take you so? Why are all these miles on the car? It's my car. Why can't why, What's it to you? How many miles I put on the car that you gave me as a gift? Why are there so many miles here? Oh, looking in the back seat. The kids don't know anything. They're, they're, their eyes are turning down because they don't want to take heat from the old lady. Like, isn't the, didn't you give him the car as a gift? So what? What he did with it? Anyway, yes. we don't have to see those commercials for no, another we don't. 11 months. So that's a blessing, I guess. It's an interesting wiring, which is, and you you can tell me, 
I remember as a kid when I hated school and then later on when I hated my construction jobs, I was happy. They, they both knocked off about the same time because construction would start early and would end at like 3.30. Mm-hmm. School ended about 3. I was happiest on Friday about 2.57. That's right. Actually, physically, before we began, we were, we were on a countdown to the countdown that would be the weekend. That is absolutely right. Once we got to Friday at 5 o'clock, we were already cutting into weekend time. And so there's this notion of, like, I would rather be on a countdown clock, which is I get to leave this facility at 3.07 countdown clock versus the countdown clock that leads leads us to Monday morning at 8.05 when I have to return to this facility. That is absolutely right. Is that a thing that plagues most human beings or is that uh or is that uh being uh a pessimist or whatever because yes, it's I guess that's that whole thing of the journey is better than the destination, right? The journey to the time off because once you're at the destination which is your own free time if it's not a positively gay moment then you're kind of like ah this is it. You you feel that you feel anxiety. This isn't going as much. This isn't as much fun as it needs to be. And time is a wasted. I don't even know if I've intellectualized it to that point. I've just always been the person. But it's an interesting thing because I'll I'll bet you my loser friends aren't wired that way. I bet they're wired for noon on Saturday, hmm. like just or Saturday night. Like that's that's their whole thing. I never celebrate the free. I always it's right because I always resent when people are in the midst of the weekend and I see them on social media or whatever and they're celebrating. What a great day this is! Like I, ne- I that never happens to me. What a great moment I'm experiencing right now. Well, it's always you, eager to get to something good. Yes. So how would we do a poll around here? I don't know to, how you to pose have- this question. Well, let me say this. Uh, you know, it's why what you're talking about is why I've long said that Thanksgiving is the best holiday. Forget the trappings, the specific trappings of uh, of the food and such. And why it's great, why it's better than Thanksgiving, or why it's better than Christmas, is the same reason why well, it's exactly what you're talking about. Because you know, on Wednesday, you're, by the way, in fact, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Is the best moment you're going to have because you know, like on that Friday or even that Thursday, you're sort of like, wow. So listen, one more day of work, then I get the weekend, then a short week of work, then Thanksgiving, then it's easy street, just a bunch of holiday parties, then another week off coming up next month. Oh, this is going to be the greatest six weeks. That moment is the best moment. It's way better than the actual holidays themselves. Yes. Yes. Right? That, Agreed. That's right. That's why I always I, 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 I always celebrated that moment. I yeah, I, I I always contend that you need in life why sports are important. You know, people who, who dismiss sports. I it's just, you know, it's just guys running around knocking into each other. Well listen, what you need is something to look forward to, whether it's a vacation and that's what the greatness of sports. There the calendar always offers some ball game tomorrow or over the weekend. And so you always have something to look forward to to get you through the drudgery of life. Right. And and this is uh, that's important and yet I think we somehow miss out on life ace. You and me because I don't think we rejoice in the moment as much as we need to. That's a good True point. True or no? I I concur. And uh, I think it's probably a 
it's part and parcel of living up in your head, which is to say, if you get the furthest away from living up in your head, you can go, well, you know, um, ignorance is bliss. And then you get all the way down to my 110 pound lab, Phil, who just will frequently be, he'll be found on his back, splayed out as far as he can splay out just in the middle of the carpet in the middle of the floor. And he'll be doing like a weird shimmy move to try to bring himself more pleasure. And then he'll like roll over, pop up, look around and then go back down again and start doing this. And if you think about that, dog doesn't have a brain, two brain cells to rub together, Mm -hmm. but that is one happy creature. And I, I would assume that all your great artists, thinkers, mathematicians, they're always tormented. There, there. I mean, all every movie I've seen about him. There's never been. Uh, a, here's a movie about a math genius. What's it called? Happy Go Lucky. He's always <laughs> whistling. He had great relationships. <laughs> Things are fine. No, it's always like he's gay. He can't come out of the closet. He killed himself. Like, <laughs> there's no such thing as a happy mathematician. But and that's got to. We got to solve this. We got to uh, for for our sake. So I forget the rest of the world. And the New Year's resolution is figure out how to be happy. Well, that's the I've thing. had it. You- by, the, by the way, think about Adam Carolla at at sixteen. Think of Adam Carolla at twenty six. Look at the life you're leading. Shouldn't this just be? Shouldn't you be walking around whistling every waking moment? I look at this. I'm a. I'm regarded as one of the funniest people on the planet. Rightly so. Yeah, right, everybody? I'm, I'm ready? You ready for a zinger? Here you go. Bang. There you go. Enjoy that one. Hey, by the way, I'm going to have more fun now because I'm enjoying the moment. No, you're still tormented. What gives? I don't know. I I, I know that there's, a, there's probably a, a perfect IQ score for happiness. It's not. <laughs> that's, exact, that's why maybe there's something like, yeah, Forrest Gump has a, you know, he's happy in every moment, except when what's her name, uh, you know, like turns him down periodically. That's a that's a momentary bummer for him. But for the most part, his right. life is uh, is uh, just soaring with glee. Yeah. No matter what he's up to. Yeah. Jenny. Yeah. That's the life lesson. The life lesson is the New Year's resolution Turn down for me the lights a little bit is I'm going to dress for success. <laughs> Oh, you find me in March, Sheck. You'll see. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. All right, that's it for Adam Carolla today on Good Sports Podcast. One sports back tomorrow. Till then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. Good sports. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Uh, hey, Ace, man, get it on. Uh, I'm an Uber driver. It's New Year's Eve, technically New Year's Day, about 1 a.m., and uh, I'm just blowing through left turn arrows all over town. Um, maybe not the best night to be doing it, but I'm doing it. Thank you, Ace, man. Very liberating. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Yeah, the problem with me going through all of them is when you then or going down some endless highway in Maui and the signal's red and you're sitting there and now you're a passenger in the car drives. It feels to me, but this is what it feels like. That feeling of when 
the light turns green mm-hmm. and the person is driving is sitting there for a couple of beats and it's that thing where you're like mm-hmm. come on like you don't want to yell at them or hit them in the knee but you're kind of like do the chin and stuff sitting at the red arrow with the endless highway in front of us and no cars coming the other direction i can't really get you the person to do it, it but i'm still just sitting. it feels to me like we're wait we're just it feels the exact same as if it's green and we're not going anywhere you know what else you're finding against in that case you're on island time bro yeah, yeah. you're not going anywhere yeah but all of la's on island time too because we're just as stupid True. we have the same all right all right uh so yeah uh new year's resolutions yeah so uh for me uh dress for success 2018 you look very spiffy thank you button down the hair is looking I'm nice looking slacks, into, I'm, nice looking, shoes. I'm looking into ties as well oh holy my God. i can't tie a tie but i'm looking into ties are you really gonna start wearing ties does that mean i have to stop wearing athleisure i <laughs> i just assumed you're pregnant all this stuff <laughs> oh no but after three years she has you're the like, gestation mm. part of an elephant <laughs> like well, you're number two. you know i don't sweat the details <laughs> They were but very expensive sweatpants. I um, <laughs> I I've I've always uh. Do you want the rest of us to keep the water yeah, going to reach its own level? Would you like do you want, to is do. the high tide going to raise all boats? No, it's a tough sell around here, man. I was <laughs> tough sell. I was thinking about it. I had a couple. I had a couple. I, I had a couple thoughts about dressing for success. One is I've always talked about school uniforms kind of keeping, keeping people in line because yeah. the kids that are wearing the bad to the bone T-shirt with the pit bull on it with the big biceps, those kids get into way more fights than the guys who are wearing the ties and the right. jackets. It just it just mellows you out. You know what it is? There was a skating rink and uh, the skating rink when I was growing up was at like Laurel Plaza or something, May Company, big mall, and then twice a year we'd get out, rent skates, and, you know, go in a circle. When they would play Today's Your Birthday by the Beatles, everyone would start hustling around. Mm-hmm. The guys all of a sudden are sliding in and out of people, nice. and they're moving. And the guys are skating, and their arms are swinging back and forth. And then when they'd play uh, I've Been to Paradise... <laughs> never been to me they've never been to me everyone would slow down yeah and i feel like a school uniform is the same thing you put people in a wife beater and and gym trunks and they start fighting you put them in slacks and a tie they yeah. start they start acting a different way so that i sort of observed even when i was 11 years old that the skit that we were all in the skating rink and all you had to do to control the population of the skating rink is pump in different music yep when everyone to mellow out, you'd pump yeah. in something mellow. You, never been to me. Speak, you didn't want people to get into fights or get into accidents or slam into each other. You'd yeah. Put in something mellow. As amusement parts do it. At the end of the night, they make that mo- uh, music faster to get people <clears> out. <throat> My dad used to do that. He'd put on Kenny Loggins Live. Really? Yeah, he would do that at the end of parties. There you go. He the loved it. Smart never man. It. it killed the party. Yep. Abbott does too. So the... Um, <laughs> He loved Kenny Loggins, and he's like, it's a good way to get everyone to leave. So uh, I realized that. So I also thought that, uh, and then I talked to Dennis Prager, and he wears a tie. He does a radio show every day, but he wears a tie every day. And I thought, I like that. And he liked it. Like, he, he likes every, everyone, his producer, dress up. And then then I was sitting around thinking about today. I was thinking about, well, Leno, Leno doesn't do that. But then Leno has a uniform. Yeah, denim. Right? He has a denim he has a denim uniform. But he wore a tie to work, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would. But I mean, his daily right. thing. What a horrible 
traveler from the future he would make because there is no denim there, there's nope. everything that yeah. basically in the future every movie i've ever seen has cars has airplanes has tvs has phones has a little better version of what we have but it's always the same zero denim yeah, yeah. zero zero denim's been around for 170 years all i have to do is go 13 years in the future it's eliminated yeah, apparently it, it ends there are no there are no more jeans yeah. and no more jean shirts so uh i thought well, I wonder if this, and then I started realizing, I think it makes a difference. It makes a difference in your attitude. It makes a difference in uh, your professionalism and uh, this, that, and the other. And then <clears throat> when we were going to uh, Seth MacFarlane's Christmas party a couple of weeks ago, I started to put a suit on. And when I was putting the suit on, I was doing the weird, I don't know why, why Brian, why do suit pants have to have three points of contact in terms of oh, yeah. regular yeah, pants have, 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 the button, have one yeah. button or one whatever these have an inner one and two outer ones maybe it's maybe the implication is you're going to be raped you look so good <laughs> i think it's definitely that and i don't think you're supposed to be able to see any exterior buttons on this on the proper suit pants because all the latch and all the buttons on the inside of that of that it also flap. makes the front of the pants lay flatter yeah, that's okay. what I mean. It's supposed to be smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's three points. You're not supposed of it. to wear a belt with a proper suit. Oh, you don't? No, either wear suspenders or it's supposed to be fitted. Why do they have loops? Or a cummerbund. Oh, really? About, no one adheres to that. You can. You no, can no one adheres get, to it. Yeah, but yeah. you're not supposed to wear a uh, a belt. I believe, as far as I know, like like formal pants don't have belt loops. Mm. Oh, I don't interesting. Think so. Well, maybe you're saying, hey, we're not doing our job mm. as tailors if you need a belt. That's exactly. I think that's the uh, implication. Interesting. But God, I feel like every suit I have has loops. Yeah, it's mine too. But well, I, and it's the way it's the fashion. Yeah, it's, now. it's all fashion of the day. I don't have yeah. a lot of right. traditional formal suits. So uh, like a ticket pocket. <laughs> I noticed the little pinch when I was putting them on, and I realized because I'm always wearing gym trunks and sweatpants and stuff with a lot of give. You know, you put on that suit that's not forgiving, it's and not, you have to tuck your shirt yeah, in. There's more yeah. accountability. Yeah, yeah, you feel like, oh boy, I've been eating a lot during this Christmas break. So and I thought, you're, you're tucking in more layers, like you said, the undershirt, yeah. the, the shirt, shirt. So I thought, uh, huh, maybe for my, you know, my New Year's last year, obviously demanding more of my deodorant, and that worked out pretty well. Yeah. How about uh, this year? I start dressing for success. Right. That's so right. uh, that's going to be my move. Now, I'll have to give myself uh, off days on days I have to go to the other shop and, like, maybe physically work on stuff. Oh, but then you can give yourself the excuse to do what the politicians do with it. Roll their sleeves up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shovel ready. So uh, on Sundays with football Sundays. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you, Gina Grant. Mondays yeah. and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Do we oh, have we established if we all have to do this or not? Do we need a resolution? Oh yeah. So I uh, or do you guys think about it? I do. It's now I I I would reckon just from my mm-hmm. my loose survey at the table with the kids and the adults and in general, I would reckon that in 1990. 71% of the country had some sort of New Year's resolution or at least was aware of it. Or if you asked them, they'd go, I'm still narrowed it down. I haven't narrowed it down yet or something. But it wouldn't be, huh? <laughs> We're, we've, we went from like 70-something percent to the high teens. Uh-huh. I feel like in the last three, yep. last 25, 30 years, it's sense. dropped way down. People think it's a, it's a punchline. Like, oh, yeah, it's my resolution. 
I've never made a resolu- New Year's re- New Year's resolution in my life. Uh, Ever in my life, but I've made changes. Obviously, I'm not immune sure. to change. I lost 55 pounds at one point in my t- my 20s. Like, if I'm making a change, I'm making it right then. When I think about it, I'm not waiting for an arbitrary date in January 1st. Uh, that said, this was the first year I consciously made a New Year's resolution. What Coincidentally, not well, like the, the call went out like Adam wants to know okay. if you have a New Year's resolution. Would you like to go first? I can. Yeah, because it's on the subject. For it. I have. I, I had two. I had an immediate one and a long term one. Is it to elbow other people out of the way of their resolutions? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it was. And so far, check that box. <laughs> uh, my first resolution was to uh, get organized. Oh. Over, the, over the last month, especially with Tessa being off daycare for a week and Christy being off work for a week and a half, and our break come, like I just noticed that my life felt very cluttered and organized. Mm. And, and it's like that doesn't need to be here. That doesn't need to be there. That should be somewhere else. Um, and so uh, while we were away, I kept thinking about like, this is what I'm going to do on January first. We're, get, we're getting home on uh, New Year's Eve on January 1st. I'm, I'm getting organized. We hadn't, hadn't parked my car in the garage for several, God, at least a month because Christmas took over. We had to move a bunch of bins to get all the Christmas stuff. It's like, that's it. We're getting rid of all the old baby stuff, uh, all the old, all the Tessa stuff she's grown out of, all the old baby toys and things she doesn't need anymore. Giving those away, donating them. We're going to reorganize and throw stuff away that we don't need. I went through the, uh, you know, that drawer everyone has, the junk drawer, the key drawer. Yeah. I went through that. I reorganized that. It's Kitchen, wonderful. Batteries. Um, yeah. Yeah, really see, all the stuff. Lamest hammer. Cards. That's where the lamest hammer in the world lives. <laughs> yes. The weakest as a carpenter. Yeah. When I pick that up, I weep like an Indian seeing garbage. I see the lamest, weakest <laughs> hammers ever. The weirdest thing, you always know a weak hammer by the claw. The claw bends way down, like too much. You need a lot of torque. Yeah, or are they just cheap? I I don't know, but that's the saddest hammer in the world lives in that drawer with the batteries and the extra keys that aren't marked. Yeah, the extra scissors that don't work anymore because they're all gummed up from cutting through sticky stuff or whatever. I I, I purged 50 t-shirts that I haven't worn in years. I'm going to donate those. Just taking up clutter. And uh, and then I made a more long-term goal, which was to stop wasting time. I feel like I waste a lot of time in my life. through big things and little things. Like, as a result, I haven't uh, tweeted in, since I left for vacation. And I'm sure I'll be back to tweeting stupid shit within a week. But it feels nice to not have to, you know, be to go on and just tweet stupid responses or ideas or jokes or half-brained Stay ideas. Or, yeah, it's just nice to, like, that's off to the side. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to empty the junk drawer or whatever it is. Um, just not wasting as much time. And as a result, um, I've always had a to-do list. I always keep a to-do list on my phone, but it kind of sloughs off. You know, you forget about things, mm-hmm. but I'll be more diligent about that. I've already scheduled a handyman to come over and take care of a few things around the house that I can't handle. You. So it's, it feels good to sort of stop wasting that time that like, you know, stop putting things He's off. He's going to make love to Christy. Yeah. The, the way the small, she the, always wanted it. That's right. The things right. I can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking Kinda. at my phone? That looks good, man. I like it. Gina Grant? Um, yeah, I actually usually, in the past, I never did resolutions on, I always did them for my birthday until I realized how stupid birthdays were. Thank you, Adam Corwell. So I, uh, I, I changed it. This was kind of, it's a little self-helpy, but it's kind of just in the reflective state I'm in right now. Uh, if you're kind of codependent or if you're kind of always busy bodying, worrying about other people, this just really had me thinking. I posted this online. I said, my wish for myself and all of you in 2018 that we give ourselves the attention we need to take care of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. Because if we're not putting on our, mo- our oxygen mask, first we'll never be able to quote assist those around us taking care of ourselves is not something we should eventually get around to and it's not something anyone can do for us so i i yes girl take a little trip to me is what you're saying I realized in my life with relationships, with family, I'm I'm so split in a thousand different directions trying to sort of keep everyone else 
floating mm-hmm. that I'm just sort of walking around in a daze the rest of the time. And I don't I don't really I, I need to reset a little bit. I need to uh, just be a better be a better uh, me and then uh, the people around will, me will sink or swim or be better because I'm better. Well, here's my thought. <laughs> my thought on yeah, that. Rate us on our <laughs> C minus. Ryan, you're cool. Yeah. Uh, so my, long, suckers. My here's so I have, I have this thought, which is I like the self improvement. I like the reflect reflective mode. I like the long walks on the beach and the earbuds and and thinking about life and thinking about change and thinking about you know taking care of yourself and like not judging yourself and others and and all that kind of stuff. The downside is I hate almost everyone who does that because they turn out to be colossal douches. I don't need a me day. I'm just saying I need to be better so I can be better for the people around me. And then I also wonder (laughs) how much of that becomes just becomes your life. So I'm fine with it. In, You'll allow uh, it. I'll allow it this time. <laughs> I can look the other way as long as... But come 2019... Oh, that's over. No, as long as it doesn't become... The, the people who make that their full-time job, mm-hmm. like rescuing themselves, mm-hmm. not... You know, it's like, I, I remember, like, because I come from this. Like, I remember... Um, you know, it's like the person that takes the class taking therapy because they're not assertive enough. They're not being assertive enough. And then next thing you know, they're at the supermarket Ugh. and they're in the 10 item line. And the person from them has 11 items. Yeah. And this is where they decide to yeah. really break out. Yeah. And they're going to take a stand here. And it's this weird, unnatural way of, of, of using this Couldn't thing. And more. it's like now they're screaming at the person with 11 items who probably doesn't even know they have 11 items because, God damn it, they're not going to be trampled on yep. ever again. Yep. And they're misusing this thing now, and then now they turn it into a weird side project, yep. and now we're all kind of guinea pigs with them. And there's a real arrogance attached to that. It, there's nothing humbling about that. So I'm all for the get better, be better, exercise more, breathe, what, whatever. I'm all for that stuff. But don't everyone I know who's made themselves into a project is miserable, okay. and they make everyone around them miserable. Make yourself into like a part-time job. You know what I mean? But yeah. Don't go full time yeah. well, on this yourself. Is, this is more. Moonlight it, yourself. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think that that's a good cautionary piece of advice. And I think just in my case, it's about um, it, it's because I think my kind of like codependency and busybodiness is selfish. It's like why don't I'm I'm too obsessed with worrying about how everybody else is doing because it feeds me in some way. So right. take care of myself. Worry about yourself. She's still talking. Don't mm-hmm. worry about everybody else. Right. Be fine. Yeah. It's good. Care about yourself a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. But let's not overdo it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm oh, telling you there's there, awesome. there's a there's a narcissism to trying to improve yourself yeah. too yeah. much. Sure. It's just sure. its own thing. All right. Uh, again, I want to thank our sponsors like uh, LegalZoom, taking business to the next level, LegalZoom.com, and uh, Geico as well, 15% off your car insurance and LifeLock as well. Use the promo code AdamLifeLock.com. All right, let's uh, hop to the top, and we'll just start with uh, Adam with the New Year's resolutions. Yeah, go ahead, Adam. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, what's going on? Please, um, hey, Iceman, the unsinkable buoy in the murky waters, man. You're my hero, dog. Love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> 
Just uh, I got so many good ideas for you. I'm all about those cold showers in this New Year's too, Ace Man. It's good. And uh, I, yeah. And you said on that 55 degree spigot that you want to put in your house. Yeah. It's not cold enough. You got to make it a little colder than that if you want to hang with the Canadians with the it's true. two degree Polar water. Bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said 50 degrees, but uh, I'm with you. I just don't want to. All right, cool, I don't want to cool. burn too many kilowatts. <laughs> it's 55 Canadian. Yeah, I see. So, uh, what's your what's your uh, resolution? Uh, I'm going to want to take over my family run business. That's within a year, like a hostile takeover, mm-hmm. a coup. Yeah. Gordon, Gordon Gecko, <laughs> yeah. Blue Star. You've been bottled, man. <laughs> but son, what's the business, Adam? What what is, what what is, is the business? Yeah. We do personalized children's products, but we also do personalized souvenirs. So, like, mm-hmm. I could write, like, a pen that says, Ace Man, never go full retard on it. Mm-hmm. Like well, you never stop saying it. Right. So <laughs> what never, you... No more laps around retard park. <laughs> Is this stuff, are these items still a big business? <laughs> Easy on the retard. <laughs> That's a good pen. That's a you good slogan. Be, you know what? I doubt myself every day, but it, we're all over Canada. We're at every souvenir location in Canada. We're in Walmart and uh, Toys R Us over here, too. It's got to so. be big profit margins, the- too, because like printing or etching or whatever it is can't cost much. Well, it's, it's slim margins oh, for like a totally dollar a piece. <laughs> you, know yeah, what I, you know what I'd like to talk to? I don't know if you guys do this. I don't know if kids even care anymore, but the personalized little license plates where oh, they hang their name on I it. I just threw one out yesterday. There was one with Brian with a Y? <laughs> yes, wow. that's why I had it. I never have my Someone name. Someone gave it to me. Um, Daniel, when we're Danny Tujis, we we're sitting at the table, said, you know what the most popular boy's name from you know 2017 was? Hmm. Jacks with an X. Hmm. And I thought, now that name wouldn't have existed if I was at Knott's Berry Farm looking at that thing. <laughs> Adam was a, was a pretty tough tough find back then. What are those new plates? And are, oh, are, yeah. can they even keep yeah. up? You gotta have There's like too many names. All of those spinny things well, a now. lot of Jaden, Aiden, Braden, Kalen, Jalen. Right. Yeah. But Kaylin then what about all the black kids? <laughs> like, what are they going to do with them? Oh, they don't have licenses. <laughs> That's right. They don't get licenses. Uh, I can't vote. That's right. All right. Yeah. Jax is short for Jackson, but with an X? But that sounds dubious. That can't be the most popular. It might be the most increased. I can see that. Yeah, but that's yeah. not well, now we can. I have Jackson as the most popular name, and I'm guessing Jax Jackson is the Jackson is the most popular nickname. name? Yeah, of, of 2017. I have two friends with uh, Jackson. The, the, boys are the Jackson. largest number... Right. The largest He's number of boys were named He's having Jackson? a senior moment. Yeah. More than... Okay, all right. More than Mike or Steve. That's impossible. Bill. Pete. There's no way that's true. Oh, let me tell you, man. If you get to the right age, like I have a whole bunch of friends. I have a whole bunch of 12-year-old girls named Chloe or Zoe. Yeah, oh no, we all see him trips as his daycare. That name did not exist all through my junior high and high right. school. Like I, I, I knew um, Zoe Freeman, Bud Freeman's daughter. She was an executive over comedy. Shows. Like the only Zoe right, over right. 40 I'd ever heard of. Uh, oh, this Sophia, Olivia, me. Emma, Ava, Isabella. Isabella, like Isabella, Emma, yeah, Zoe's number nine. Liam Amelia. for the boy, Jackson, Jackson, Liam, Caden, told you, told okay, you. Brian's upset. All right, uh, so let's talk to uh, so Adam. Yes, you're gonna take over the family's tchotchke business. Yeah, <laughs> is most of that junk out of China? Yes, yeah, so, it's all out of China. Um, 
Can we check back with you in three months and you can update us and tell us how it's gone? Where, what do you need to do to take over that business? Um, I would, well, I'm not going to take over, but, you know, I'm just going to raise it to new heights. I'm working with my family. All so right. What is I'm the goal? The what, what do we have? How many outlets are you in now? Or what's your sales? Or what's your quarterly goals? Or what are we doing? Well, we're going to find, we're going to add a new product and a couple new products in, at Walmart and Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Those Chinese and, finger uh, traps? We've got to figure out a good product. How, How about those license plates? How about you guys get going with those <laughs> license plates? Little Jacks, yeah. Aiden. What new product are you going to What new product are you going to do? I thought about skipping ropes. thought you'd like that one with your name on it. Or uh, I thought about a hula hoop. So you're, you're, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. The stuff that was vented turn of the century? <laughs> a stick and a, and a, a hoop. <laughs> yeah, the hula hoop. It started off with the boys running down the street, yeah. hitting it with a stick, and at some point, the chicks got hold of it. It was like, hey, give me that. Let's just stay in the living room, and we'll <laughs> knock over furniture. All right. So check back in with that. Somebody. I, I don't mean yes. to disparage Adam. I, I'm sure his business is amazing, and he's great at it. But didn't you get a little bit of a Fredo vibe? Like, maybe he shouldn't be taking over the business? Uh, yeah. Take him on the lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler? 32 New York? Yeah. Hey, gang, get it on. You want to write children's books? Uh, well, specifically, I want to write uh, children's books with Adam Carolla and get you back on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh. Mm. What, would our, yeah. what would our book be? Well, I have a couple ones uh, that I've thought of over the past, actually over the past uh, month or so. And so I was going to uh, pitch you some of, uh, some of the ideas and see if any of them uh, uh, strike your fancy. Go ahead. Okay, so all these take uh, ideas that you've uh, talked about often on the show and put them into a story so that children can understand them. Okay. okay. The first book is called The Worst Baseball Player Ever. Uh, the core idea that this gets of you is you want to start in center field with your knees on your uh, hand on your knees, ready, ready to do anything. This uh, story is about a baseball player named Ray that mm. does the same thing every single play, no matter what happens. Right. So, uh, if one, so I always told everyone... Approach life like you're the center fielder in that sort of position. You're kind of up on the balls, your feet a little bit. You got one foot a little ahead of each other. Your knees are flexed, and you're ready to go any direction. Yeah, but don't keep charging, which may work out periodically. But every times, yeah, you get a lot of balls hit over your head. Yeah, right. Okay, I like that. This kind of puts that into a comical situation that children can understand. And then it, uh, it would somehow relate to uh, grown-ups. Uh, you know, actually, the, uh, the closest correlation I could find was Congress, which is actually the shape of an outfield. And no one starts in center field. Everyone goes to the same spot on their side of the field every single play, wow. no matter what. Indeed. I like it. That's good. What and else that, you got, Tyler? Some gaps. Um, the next book is called uh, Be Nice to People Named Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. It's a good idea. And Howie Mandel. So it's uh, basically a book about, uh, you know, reasons why it would behoove the child to be nice to somebody, uh, mm. but then especially highlight the story with you and Jimmy Kimmel in boxing and how that uh, positive relationship was such a, a foundation for your success going forward. I was just talking to somebody about two hours ago. The biggest mistake most people make, speaking to guys like Ray, they have no idea they don't recognize opportunity. Mm. It's not that they don't recognize it. 
they've it, it's it it doesn't mean anything to them. It's not that they don't recognize it. It doesn't register. Nothing ever registers. If you meet, I met Jimmy. I got on a K Rock. Right. I was like, again, like I got on a K Rock and I have you know work for free. And eventually, fifty bucks a bit. Ray was the first guy to go. You should go for a hundred. I said, why? Fifty's nothing, dude. I said, a hundred's nothing. I should be paying them to let me on the radio, and I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year later. This thing of like, and all the losers I know, all all the guys I've grown up with, all the guys that have just completely gassed out. Then mm-hmm. one thing they never recognize is opportunity. Like yeah. they never go, "Oh my god, this could be this could be something for me." You're always They're, about to not, get screwed. Yeah. It's not that Ray doesn't recognize opportunity. He doesn't know what it is. It's not like he recognizing would suggest, like, I can recognize a cop car, which suggests I know what a cop car looks like. He doesn't know what a car looks like. He's never seen it. Like, there's never there's any no word for snow in circumstance, his language. circumstance where there's an opportunity. It, yeah. It's never seen as that. Yeah, Ever. That, that's a lesson I hope to instill in Tessa early is recognize opportunities and, and prepare yourself to pounce when they come because they're not going to come all the time. You know, you talk about luck and the role it plays in lives or whether or not it even exists, but like when that opportunity comes around, maybe it's your lucky break, but the lucky mm. breaks, you only hear about them because people take advantage of them because they're prepared, they're, 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 they've done the work, whatever it is, they've set themselves up to grab a hold of that opportunity. And uh, what's the uh, third, Tyler? Uh, the third one is called Wipe Your Effing Feet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it may sound like a funny title for a kid's book, but there was a, a really well-known book uh, called Go the F to Sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's also a book Samuel called uh, uh, Nobody Likes a... Uh, uh, I don't know if I could say it. No One Likes a, uh, a C-Block. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cock-Block. And so um, this one would be your uh, Captain Ace on a Pirate Ship Mm-hmm. And you capture uh, uh, another pirate named Mike. And when he comes upon your pirate ship, he doesn't wipe his feet uh, as he's boarding. And he gets like octopus guts in everywhere. And you yell at him. Then he magically transforms himself into a pelican and tries to fly away. Ooh, stone pelican. Trying to make him walk the plank. Cri- yeah. mm-hmm. But then you use your crystal brain to turn him into a stone pelican and keep him as a trophy uh, of, of reason why you have to wipe your feet before you come on the uh, pirate ship. Like and then it. we can tie that into reality. I like by... where your head's at, Tyler, and I'll take it a step further. I'd love to uh, be a sea captain because I just took a took a catamaran. First thing they do is collect everyone's shoes. Nobody gets on the boat. Yep. Nobody gets on a boat, and I've done it with yachts. I've done it all the time. First thing they do, they collect everyone's shoes on the beach. They put them in a big Tupperware container, and it all go in, and you get it back when you get off. Everyone walks on barefoot. No need to wipe the feet. It's all gone. Oh, imagine being on a Japanese ship. Yo. <laughs> we need the skin off your feet. Like right. We already do the shoes thing. Like You get onto a yacht wherever, your shoes come off yeah. before you get on that yacht. Makes sense. I like all this, Tyler. Based on uh, my recent travels, I'll repitch my children's book, which is the uh, Samoan one. They do a lot of the. They do a lot of different nationalities. This is chemo skinny calves. This is the Samoan kid with the super small calves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, all Outlier. the other, all Everyone the other else Samoan in the village children. has yeah. a huge yeah. calves, but not chemo. They're doing the dance and the kicks, and he's an outcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's made fun of. Mm-hmm. It's a little Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. But when the keys to the village fall between the, the sewer grate <laughs> and no one's big arms are long enough to go down, and Chemo has to slide his super skinny calves down there and grab it with his toes. That's great. Now, 
They he's, he's a hero. A, he's hailed yeah, as, as a hero. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tyler. All right, let me just blow through these uh, last two here. Um, Robert Downing Jr. Robert, you're from Downing? Downing, California, yes, sir. You want to start a podcast about soccer? Yeah, just to make you a little more angry. I don't like soccer. Oh, yeah, that podcast can go nowhere. Super boring. Next. Josh, 29, Wisconsin. How's it going? You're going to, you want to do NSNG for a year? Yeah, I've been doing NSNG here and there, you know, um, on and off. Ever since I've been listening to you and, you know, Vinny's come on there. And no sugar, no results. grain. Yeah. Yeah, I got really good results. Um, you know, if I stick to it, the issue is sticking to it when there's cookies, brownies, all types of crap now. You know, it's easier to be done when you don't have that temptation. I will say, uh, I what, do you, what do you weigh now? I weigh like 200. But I used to weigh like 250. What would you like to weigh? Probably like 170. Okay. That is so cool. We're going to check back with you in three months and see if that weight's <laughs> that is- come off. And then that'll put the pressure on you. But I can say this yeah. about... He's down fifty pounds already. That's yeah. a hell of a job. I can say this no, about. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that on NSNG. I did that by myself before I even discovered NSNG. Right. Either way, Robert, um, you're, you're you're heading in the right direction. I can say this about in my personal experience with the sugar and the sweets and the desserts versus the rice and the pastas. The dessert is a kind of a thing where, for me. Once I get off it, I'm off it. I can be off it. I'm just not like I crave it every night or anything like that. I can just, you do away with the the dessert and the yep. brownies and the pie and stuff. And, it, and after four days, it's just kind of out of your life. The pasta yep. and the rice, oh, that's man. a different yeah. story. Potato that I, chips that keeps coming back. Because yes. I do, it's like, I love Chinese food mm-hmm. and doing the Chinese food minus the rice is just Almost yeah, weird sad. to me. So my biggest struggle is the rice and the pasta. The sweets, everyone always talks about the sweets, but once you get off of that for a week, yeah. you, you're, it's easy to stay off. All right, I feel bad for uh, my soccer soccer mom. <laughs> call, call back in again. We'll uh, we'll talk about your your podcast. I'll tell you guys. Oh, he's still on? Line three? Oh, I was hoping it left. Hey, Robert. I was wondering why we switched to NSNG. I was just kind of in shock, man. You, you want to do a soccer podcast? <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, I appreciate I appreciate you coming back to me, Adam. Yeah, um, you know, soccer's getting big in LA. There's just an expansion team that was I opening know. in Atlanta. They're breaking attendance records down there. My friend's it's, building it's the stadium the- out here in LA. So sad. <laughs> Took a tour of it. Yeah, it's state know, of the art. Yeah, their future coach down there in downtown is the only American coach to ever have coached in the uh, English leagues, which no, no English team ever wanted an American coach, and he was able to make it. No, I mean, there's all yeah. kinds of interesting stuff now. Yeah, soccer, it's basically like wherever churros were 30 <laughs> years ago, if there was some hedge fund where you could put money into churros in Los Angeles, 30 years ago, you should have invested. It'll be the same with soccer. Look, it's it's going to be all Hispanic everything all the time. That it's it's, it's that's what it's going to mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. And if the Hispanics like soccer better than football, then those are the t- right. tickets are going to be sold and those will be the podcasts that are listened to. Hopefully you know, I'll be in Canada. A lot of them, yeah. 
a lot of the football players now are doing the same thing that they do in the soccer leagues. They're starting to trade jerseys the way they do in the soccer games in Europe and Latin America. So, yeah, I mean, it's starting to bleed into into the culture. Are you going to call it a soccer podcast or a football podcast? No. How no, far are you willing to take this? No, you know, I don't know. I don't really want a gimmick to begin with. Just want to make it just soccer, just call it something, you know, not necessarily too boring, but not too kitschy either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just, you know, just come up with a few. As a, as a matter of fact, I'm going to start it in a couple of days. There's a new election for a federation coach, a U.S. federation coach. All right. Um, We're good. Just so keep no. with really, it. Stick at yeah. it. You know, do it regularly. Do it, it becomes a habit. One more thing to like about Canada. Not too into soccer. No. Never hear about it. It's weird because everyone's into soccer. You feel like Canada would be into soccer. Not into soccer. Is it the weather? They're into football. Yeah, it's interesting. Never hear any... Hmm. I don't hear any soccer talk out of Canada. I'm sure there's some soccer. I'm right sure now, it exists. Yeah. And then, look, someone's going to hear us and go, they play soccer. I'm not saying it it's been outlawed. I'm just saying it's not, it's not. Look, the amount of soccer you hear out of Mexico is insane. And the amount you hear out of Canada or Mexico or Europe, it's it's totally different than what it is. I, I bet. I bet. I bet the United States is more into soccer than Canada. Yeah, probably. Well, Figure out a way to measure that. I'll tell you about LegalZoom, man. Holiday's over. LegalZoom can help make 2018 memorable. Make sure you finally get serious about launching and running your business. Let's do it with LegalZoom. Uh, Rest easy. Knowing your family's future is squared away with the right estate plan. LegalZoom, not a law firm, but they have resources to keep you on the right path, including advice from their network of independent attorneys. These guys are good. Even Gargas will tell you, go get it at LegalZoom. You know, if you're Chris Brown, go to Mark Gargas. But uh, if you're just starting a business, you want to go to LegalZoom, take your business to the next level, take control of your family's future, whatever you need, it's all there. It's at LegalZoom. LegalZoom, they got the best and the brightest over there, and they can do it a la carte and save you tons of dough at LegalZoom, Dawson. Get off to a strong start in 2018 at LegalZoom.com today and get special savings when you enter Adam in the promo box at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. It says uh, soccer in Canada is the most popular sport in terms of participation rate. According to FIFA's big count, two th- uh 2,695,712 people play in Canada uh, back in 2006. Yeah, but still. Yeah. <sighs> See? Now we're even. Shut him down. Back to one. This is indoctrination. They're just getting kids. Yeah, that's that everyone's kids. everyone's turning into pussies. They don't want them to play football anymore. They force them to play soccer. Yeah. Soccer is the only sport, as I think of, where you they force kids to play. Mm. Football, you have to beg to play. Soccer is like, no, I don't want to play playing yeah, soccer. I signed you up, and you're doing. I want to play football. No. All right, sorry. Can I say this about yes. the baby name thing? Because I looked into it because it was driving me insane. Uh, babycenter.com, the specific website named Jackson, the top name of baby of 2017. The Social Security Administration, which actually releases the data, has not released the data yet. So oh my God, Brian. It's possible that Jackson's in the top 10, but it would be insane if that was the most named baby name. Of but give us the one, tell us some examples of ones 
that you think should be number one? Well, having done a lot of baby name research, uh, there are tra- there are a lot of tra- traditional ones mixed with trendy ones. So for girls, at least, you'll see the Sophias and the Avas and the Olivias. That I got, but on the boys, with- like who who should be the top five? Michael's, for Jackson? Michael, Michael's always in there. John is always in the top ten. Um, but, Not a biblical but can like we, Noah. Can't we agree that Noah's in the top everybody 10. is taking this trend? Yes. Of, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jackson was in the top 10, but it was the number one most named name. That's would you be surprised if it was top five? I get an eyebrow ring. <laughs> I think it is because I think everyone is just naming their kids kooky names now. That'd be, that, that would be shocking. I know two of yeah. my friends, separate friends, both uh, had kids last year. Maverick. No. Oh, boy. That's There's excellent. some axles, too. Well, look it up. Maybe you can find the social security or social or whatever. Oh, it hasn't, oh, it hasn't released it, it yet. Only ended one day. Well, what was yeah. last year's then? I think it was no. Uh, I'm not look, surprised at up. all. But were Michael and John in the top five? Let's find out. We're yeah. going to find out. All right. And, and yes. speaking of which, between uh, soccer and baby names, our soccer team, because I hated soccer and I had to play, uh, I don't think you can... Had to play. Nobody wanted to play soccer, right. but I think that there is no way in hell you would name a team what our a- team was named when I was a kid. Which was? The Sugar Babies. Wow. I don't think you could anymore. I think yeah, that'd be Yeah, I think that's off the table, especially because it's also a rich people's dating site. Uh, oh, that's all, there it wait, is. Wait, that's all of 2010 to 2016. I have 2016 here. All right, <laughs> okay. 2016. Sorry, Go that was ahead. a decade. All right. Be first. Be be right, not fast. Oh uh, my first, god! Number one <laughs> was Noah. Number Noah. two was Liam. Number three was that Will- has to make you happy. Number three was William, which is Liam. Liam is short for William. Okay. Oh, uh, it is. Bill? As far as I know, Bill. Is oh, William. I just heard Bill. Huh? William. No, well, Bill could be Bill or Billy or Liam. I Billiam. Is short for. William. Well, I just thought of Liam as an English or Scottish. I thought it was short for William. I've never heard of that. But isn't I thought it was like Scottish or. Yeah, yeah. or like a Welsh standalone something. name. All right. Well, we can look it up. Well, I've got more to look at. Uh, Mason was number four. James, Benjamin, Jacob, Michael, Elijah, and Ethan. So a lot, a lot of, of biblical, biblical names, a yeah. lot of traditional names, and a couple but of- But James, but there's nothing Jackson in- the, the top 10. But nothing in the top five that's traditional. I mean, we've heard them all. William? What's the number William, William? William was three. James was five. Oh, James was Noah, five. Noah, Liam- William, Mason, and James. Right. So the Noah, again, it's more Hipsterville stuff. Right. All right. Do you think there will ever be another baby named Bruce again? Hmm. <laughs> We've seen the last one. Yep. <laughs> Children of men. All right. Let's uh, let's do a little news, All Gina right. Grant, let's shall we? Let's do it. Give me the news with Grant. News with Gina Grant. Breaking viral. All those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grad. Trouble in the Middle East. Celebrity drug meltdowns. Seek news with Gina Gina Grad. The news with Gina Grad. Well, lots of reason for Californians to celebrate, if that's what you're into. CNN reports that California became selling uh, recreational marijuana Monday. They began doing that in what's seen as a milestone in the mainstreaming of weed. Hundreds lined up to buy it. Lines formed outside stores licensed to sell the drug along before uh, long before opening hours, and store owners said they had to stock up and get uh, extra security because of the huge demand. California is the sixth state to allow sales of recreational.
medicinal marijuana. And as the nation's most populous state, it's widely seen as a tremendous boost to mainstreaming uh, marijuana. Pot remains illegal in the eyes of the federal government. Yes, how does that work? And it's uh, illegal to take marijuana across, across state lines, bring it on a plane or mail it. But this is something that everyone sort of agreed to look the other way with. And and there was rumblings that Trump wasn't going to look the other way, and but ne- nobody cares, apparently. What if you're taking it across state line? Now it's a realistic thing from one state that allows it to another state that allows it. That's a it. good question. Or you're flying. I know we somebody who used to work at KLSX, who's a big weed guy, he he said you can fly with it if the state you're flying to also allows it. Okay. But I'm not going to chance it. There's going to be more stupid laws like right? we have with alcohol. Every place has right. their own set of rules. You can't buy it here rules. on Sundays. Or- right. Yeah. Yeah. But this definitely widens your options. You're not having to wait from some, you know, some sketchy dude in a car pulls up in front of your, you know, just go get your weed. No, I've always, I've always felt that way. Like, you know, sort of consensual crimes or stuff like that. And you should be able to do whatever you want to do. You know, smoke weed, smoke weed. I, like, I've screamed for a million years. Should I don't, I don't get if you, if you live in Los Angeles or in California or in Oregon or wherever you live and you smoke weed, you should be able to cultivate a weed garden just like you cultivate potatoes or, or right. onions or something grows above the ground, tomatoes, like <laughs> something. You, know, you, you should just be able to grow it for yeah. yourself, for your own consumption. It's the way you have an herb garden, pardon the pun. I mean, it's just that's you. And yeah. that's that's why shouldn't you be able to do yeah. that? I've never, I never really got that. I don't get any of it. On the other hand, it's, it's altering and mass amounts of the populace liking to alter themselves on a regular basis is not a step toward the light. So uh, we'll see. But I think the gimmick will die down. You know, it might be yeah. fun just to go into a weed shop and walk in and be like, really, I can take this with me. But ultimately, if I'm not smoking a lot of weed, I'm not going to get into it now. You still do the ridiculous uh, prescription thing? No, it's recreational so now. So there's no more of those you just doctors? go and- on in. So this will be our next tax revenue yeah we have a california oh, so we definitely. always we always have to rely on something coming in and kind of bailing us out because oh, yep. we don't really we don't have infrastructure right we don't have a good business climate we don't have any of this stuff done right but every 20 years silicon valley or some tech industry or the aircraft industry yep. or something like comes in and saves us mm-hmm. with this huge and then eventually they get smart and move sure. out right so that's what'll that's but this is going to be Mike August is the whole time I've known Mike August. All he said is legalize it, tax it. That'll be our next. We're out of we're sort of running out of stuff to tax mm-hmm. and we're running out of funds and something pops up. And he said weed is going to be what pops up. He's been telling me this this entire time I've known it. And I wonder how long this is going to take and how people will um, people will take to it when. Uh, you know, weed, we kind of think it's like against the man. You know, we're doing it ourselves. It's homegrown. What about when Marlboro sells it in packs? Yeah. And Isaac Bush. Yeah. No, weed will take a turn like Green Day. Go on. Everyone, all the hardcore people loved them when they're playing the sellers and the little right. indie places. And then as soon as you go triple platinum, they're sold out. Right. And now you have to look for your next little indie right. band to discover. Weed will become the man. Weed has always been the little indie band that you and your friends could go see in the at the music seller, the yeah. underground, whatever. Now they will become the man, and then it'll it'll lose its luster. All right.
So it'll take care of itself. Yes. Well, Maria Menounos, friend of the show here, she has not been shy about making things official with her longtime love, Kevin Undergaro. In March of 2016, after 19 years together, the couple got engaged on air during uh, Howard Stern's show on Sirius. And on Sunday night, they tied the knot in the middle of Times Square on live TV as part of Fox's New Year's Eve with Steve Harvey special. They braved traditional wedding dresses and tuxes in the middle of frigid temperatures and uh, even had a little fun with the vows. You can hear, I have a couple of clips, you can hear uh, the competing network's Mariah Carey singing in the background. And uh, we'll start with uh, Maria's now husband, Kevin, having a little fun with it. Uh, Here's a clip of his vows. Kevin, please declare your vows to Maria. Papa Bowie, on to you, Steve. Maria, when we first met, my professional life was like a nine. But my personal life was like a two. I was afraid of the big C word, the commitment word, and of course, oh, watch it with the C word. Still, I gained a lover and a best friend, and you gained a lover and a best friend. They're both named Tim. Let's bring them out now. <laughs> Different Tims. Just coincidence. <laughs> Maria, she took a slightly more sincere route in her, her vows. Here's a clip. Honestly, the way you've helped me and my family in all of these really dark times, like, I just wanted to marry you so bad before surgery, after surgery, and I couldn't think of a better way to do it than right here. She's been battling uh, a brain tumor. Yep. No. Um, no, she's uh, she's awesome. He's great. Together, they're the best. They're the uh, Reese's peanut butter cup of couples. Yeah. They were, they were great on their own. Better together. together. Even better. And finally, Steve Harvey and his sort of where in the world is Carmen San Diego outfit uh, makes it official. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let me say this. I was flicking around from station to station. We were doing it, trying to watch hotel TV. Mm-hmm. The thing about hotel TV, they should be a sign, like a placard on every hotel TV, which is like, there's a remote which will give you some control over the TV, but not yes. what you're looking no. for. Nowhere near 60%. Like, it'll be, yeah, you'll be able to turn it on, mostly, and you'll be able to scroll through the thing. Now, the, the thing you're going to see the most for the five days you're with us is Chef Linguardo over here explaining about how he likes to use um, uh, local locally ground. Yeah. Now, that's the guy, that's the show you will see the most. You can attempt to switch it over to the TV mode. You can attempt to scroll through that and find <laughs> ESPN catches catch can all of the way there'll be times when you hit select where it just goes back to Sh- Chef Linguardo over yeah. here most of the time it'll just hop back when you turn on the default setting will be the hotel fire yeah. how to have an escape in the case of a fire <laughs> that'll be you'll, you'll have it's a remote uh, by name <laughs> Mostly by name, but it'll be... You'll it's have, a remote location from the TV, yeah, that's the true. the volume goes down, doesn't really go up. If anybody ever... There should be a hotel TV that has big buttons on it, like those phones for seniors. The jitterbug. On the front, and it says, look, with the remote, again, you'll have some semblance of some notion of some idea of some control of a set, or you can just get up and push mm-hmm. these buttons yeah. and get to your ESPN and find your sports. I would do it every time. You'd have the same reliability of throwing a balled-up sock at those giant buttons. Well, can we... Can we it's never a remote you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. It's always a remote with two... Like a, 
the 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 buttons at the bottom just the one through ten single button. Let's remove that. There's no code I'm dialing in. There's nothing. I just I want the volume. I want I want the channel. Mm-hmm. I want the power. It's too much. Just make a super. Have Kenner yep. make one or Hasbro make one where it's just super basic, super easy, and we can get what we want. Especially if you're Hawaii, for example, you're dealing with a lot of international tourists. Like just just normalize. Cannot. It. So it. we were trying to scroll through the thing. Everyone was. Talking Talking about funny, like sort of eh, the remote kind of works, but it's not really broken. But you just don't know how to use it. Did you watch the ball drop at six o'clock at night? Because no. that's quite a time difference. We're at the Lua. I mean, the guys are at the Lua. Okay. Um, the um, to New York. So I was watching the thing, and we we're scrolling back and forth and watching Maria and Kevin and everyone else. And this struck me: Steve Harvey is dressed in a full trench coat, but these guys have a full. Hood on and earmuffs and gloved up. And then I switched over to uh, Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. Andy Cohen. And Andy mm-hmm. Cohen. And they're just wearing skiing apparel. Like, they're mm-hmm. not even wearing isotoner gloves. Right. They're wearing just big skiing gloves. Like, big, bulky, weird, like, gray. Have nothing to do with right. Nothing to do with the ensemble right. or the evening or anything. And they got the earmuffs and the big gloves. And I thought to myself, hey, bitch, suck it up. <laughs> like, I, it's cold. But what I'm saying is the New York Giants on any given football season would have a home game that's outdoors, that's in the same temperature, and the interior linemen aren't wearing undershirts, bare arms, all the way down. Like, you'll see, you'll see, if you watch, you go to a football game, you'll see, A, guys in Buffalo with their shirts off, drunk in the, in the audience, trying to show off right. to everyone. But as a point of pride, a lot of players are go, screw it, I'm not going with the cold wear gear. Like oh, I, yeah. I'm not, well, especially if the D linemen, they don't want to get held. They're held. They're, they got the ones that are cut all the way up to the armpit. You know, yeah, they wear nothing. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're dressed the same way they're dressed the week before in Tampa Bay. So all I'm saying is, if you have agreed to host a, a ball dropping show, New Year's Eve show, and it's cold, look, it's going to be cold. We get it. It's cold. Put on a tuxedo and suck it up. Well, and the only one who even remotely came close to manning up is Maria Menounos, who's in a lace wedding dress, and that's it. Right. Anderson and Andy... <laughs> they look like they're going on an expedition. Right. They're wearing, like, two parkas, and the guy... <laughs> like, I, I, I know the answer is this. The answer is, it's cold. Yeah, I know it's cold. You're on TV for 90 seconds, and then they cut to Mariah Carey for 10 minutes. Go sit in the trailer or something, or put your gloves on then. And then when you come back, just suck it up. Yeah. Just uh, put on a tux and suck it up. That's all. Speaking of sucking it up. Yeah. You guys look happy. Football players. And and Steve Harvey was... Did he not look like a fashionable lady from the 1970s? He looks yes. smart. My God. All right, so this is the big, the big finale of the wedding. Kevin and Maria. <laughs> by the power vested in me, I now scared. pronounce you husband and wife. You hear what Big Steve said? Yes. Kevin, you may now kiss the bride. Husband and wife. I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very sweet. But remember, with my uh, divorce cam idea at the ballpark. <laughs> oh no! These two ever break oh. things off? It's going to be it's New Year's, New Year's. Yep. 2023. Ugh. Back oh on Steve Harvey <laughs> hosting Square. again. You've given five years. Hey, this is Hollywood. I'm rounding up. Well, that's what I meant. Like five whole year? No. Yeah, well, they've been together for a long 20. time. Look, they're friends. They're yeah, friends. They're true. dear friends. That's right. I'm not here to make fun of them. Yeah. 2023, when the divorce comes through. Steve Harvey, we're Back still alive. Lot, televised, New Year's Eve.
We need to see it. All right. All right. It's been declared. I think it's a fair proposal. Anyone who wants to waste their time televising Making a spectacle, their nuptials, yep. when they get divorced, we need to see it again. If you go down, or if you go down on the knee in the restaurant, you know what I mean? Crowded restaurant. Oh. You got to go right for that, back to, to that same the restaurant. Papers. It's just simple. <laughs> simple rules. Wherever you were. You what are you took, serving tonight? You took up our time. Now we need, some, we need our pound of flesh. We yeah. want to enjoy it. I like it. That's us. All right. I'll tell you uh, something else I enjoy. Geico, man. Oh, you got the to-do list. How about you add, uh, save some money on your car insurance with Geico. Geico Insurance. Just go to geico.com. 15 minutes. Could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Extra money. Put that in your pocket. Have a little wham, a little walking around money. And again, it's about the most rewarding thing you can do today. Go to geico.com. Spend a few minutes, maybe 15 minutes or so, and see if, uh, if you can save 15% or more on your auto insurance at Geico. All right, let's bring it home, Gina you Grad. You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Gina, Gina That was the news with Gina Grad. Quick State of the Union over here. Kicked it off uh, talking about it and quickly transitioned to other things. Um, I want to thank you guys for uh, bringing us into uh, over 2,200 episodes. Wow. Over 2,200 episodes. Now over 25 employees over here. And uh, it's because you guys support our sponsors, support us, tell friends, spread the word. It's all because of you. It all That's obscene. immediately go away. If it was not for you folks and what you do. So thank you once again. Willie T. Ribs will be out. Just done. Just done. We can he enjoy that time. Party. It was very exciting. Oh, Willie Tina. Yes, Santa giant, Willie. It's Giant Girlfriend. That's right. Uh, please, please clarify Giant Girlfriend. She's a horrible. six foot. She's an Amazon. A Bridget Nielsen vibe. Yeah. She's thin. Yeah, but she's very tall. And uh, we got uh, so much planned for 2018. So just, you know, tell a friend and stay connected with us, please. Um, and, uh, let's see what else. Oh, I'll tell you, uh, last but not least, uh, LifeLock, man. Mm-hmm. Doing some shopping using your mobile device. Yeah, that's what's going on. You guys out there using your smartphone for everything. Scammers steal your credit card. They get your info. They get your data, phony retail apps. Let's not, uh, fall prey. Remember, uh, thieves are lazy. They just want to. They don't want to leave the house. They just want to rip off your your uh, data and just go nuts with it. So one in four people experience identity theft. And that's uh, That's got to be up every year. So you can monitor your credit, but your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. These could get your info and put it on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name. It's 2018. Let's get ourselves some LifeLock and let's uh, shop with impunity online. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. If you have a problem, the U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. But you won't. You'll have LifeLock. Right, Dawson? Uh, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM. That's ADAM to save 10% now. All right. Check out uh, Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y. Lots of movies and offerings there for you guys. Lots of cool. They got the uh, King of the Underdogs, very good doc. 12 O'Clock Boys, you should definitely see that one. Of course, Winning, 
Racing Life, Paul Newman, and 24 Hour War. It's all there. Later on this week, uh, Corey Feldman's going to oh, come on and tell all, so man. Excited. Well, Brian's going to review The Last Jedi. That's right. Very interested in this. And uh, for everything else, you just go to uh, adamcarolla.com and uh, find out what everyone's up to. And until next time, Adam Carolla, Regina Grad, and Paul Brian saying mahalo. I'm a weirdo. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow base on Twitter. And give him a thumbs up on Twitter and Facebook at Adam Carolla. Voicemail. Phone numbers 888-634-1744. Subscribe to Take a Knee. You'll get a weekly dose of inspiration and the motivation. Click the link at AdamCarolla.com. And for tickets and info on all the live podcasts, man, events, books, movies, and more, go to AdamCarolla.com. Yeah.